What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Nomicron. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and joining me as always, my two homies, Ryan Synthetic. What up, man? Hello, hello. And Ollie, the Chungus Among Us, the Vonstrosity. What up? <laughs> uh, doing good. It's quite the title. Yeah, That's I know. Good. Just, like, keep adding them. I feel like I've <laughs> gone by so many, like... Bungus or something at one point. I don't know. But... The Bungus. He will always be the Chungus among us. At a certain we'll have to go point, go back and start keeping track from here on. Yeah, you can just start pulling words out of your ass that like probably don't exist <laughs> in English or any other language known to man, and I'd accept that as a title. I agree. Okay, but know that going forward, should I do that, you have to accept it. Yeah, I, I think that's a fun <laughs> game. Yeah, thanks. let's do it. <laughs> if I can remember to do that. It's, it's not so like I'm getting it tattooed on my skin, right? So we'll just You do should. It. Oh, you God. should. <laughs> if you come sure up with something really to? cool, then sure. What would yeah. you say? <laughs> I didn't say anything, Ryan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was talking about Ryan. Sorry, I just, well, I I just talking asked if when... you were. I just asked if you were sure. Oh yeah, I am. I am sure. I am. I'm getting the lube out. Just get ready. episode 32 welcome we got lots to discuss we're usually not this tame just kidding let's go (laughs) i was like tame how do you think you're tame pardon me we should start naming our episode uh... titles like the same way they do fast and furious movie titles we're nerdy 32 (laughs) right now the top of our page i like that Nerdy yes, 32, sir. and then the next one will be Nerdy 33, Nerdier, we'll like white and 33 No, it's got to be, it's just Nerdy 4. Nerdy 4? <laughs> I like that, yeah. <laughs> too Nerdy, too Nomicrons? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> we, I know we typically don't have a docket, but we, uh, we spent... Um, an entire show on the gaming festival that recently <laughs> happened uh, last episode. And we didn't get a chance to touch on our impressions of Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel thus far. So that's what today is about, kids. Getting in touch with Star Wars and Marvel and what is dear to my heart. Disney. Ollie. Yes, sir. I'm near what? to your heart. <laughs> Aww. Just today. <laughs> Just today. Tomorrow could be <laughs> just, just anybody. Today. Just today. Um, where where did we leave off in terms of Obi Wan in 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 episodes? Like, I think uh, I believe it was episode five that you guys spoke about. I think there was an episode I didn't see that uh, we just spoke I'm, about, anyways. I'm pretty sure that we had only talked up until episode four or uh, about oh, okay. episode four, maybe. But we definitely didn't get to uh to episode five and six because at the time both alex and i had said that we put it below book of boba fett at the time so that means that it could not have been after episode five yeah (laughs) okay yeah because i do remember episode four was the underwater base and blowing it up and saving leia right okay oh right that's what that was then what the fuck was five five was uh vader the base. Um, finding them on that planet and grabbing Trying the ship to... at the end and then episode oh. six was all them in space running away 
and that fucking right. lightsaber duel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what? The contents of five right up until the end don't even matter. It's only <laughs> the scene at the end that matters, and that's because Vader went fucking ham on that ship. In fact, yeah, that so far has been the best Vader I've seen, and that entirely eclipses Rogue One. And Rogue One, for the longest time, was the best Vader scene outside of comics. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I agree uh, with that. Just because I'm terrible with Star Wars timelines, uh, where is Rogue One in this timeline right now? Rogue before? One happens before A New Hope. So before A New yeah. Hope. It's like okay. ten or it's like another ten, nine or ten years after the Kenobi show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um Yeah, like holy shit. Have they the one thing they haven't done is fuck up Vader. They've made Vader as well, absolutely as strong as possible i'm curious though like what did you think of reva surviving at the end of that episode like she, didn't she take like a, a lightsaber to the chest and like she just crawls away and she took one to the gut much <laughs> yeah. like oh, the, the uh <laughs> just like the grand inquisitor who i told you would be back and he did yeah. come back it turns out also um whatever race he's part of has like two sets of organs in that area so even if one was damaged in the stabbing the other ones would also be fine so you know a couple hours in the back to tank yeah yeah that's convenient okay huh yeah so then the dude uh the guy that plays him uh rupert friend i think his name is he had said something like that uh in regards to all of the backlash that they received in the first couple episodes after showing uh him get stabbed the first time yeah He, uh, he obviously like didn't spoil anything but his tweet that he put out about it was uh some some dude was comparing it to qui-gon's death like you got stabbed in the stomach how are you coming back and uh rupert friend's response was one of them so this is like around the time of episode four releasing i think so it, at least like that kind of gave me a little bit of hope that they weren't just retconning things, but right. I still was super uneasy about the fact that they chose to do that and then give us like another four full episodes before we saw him again. Yeah. Uh, they definitely took their time with him coming back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm glad that they didn't retcon that because if they had taken away from rebels, um, I would have been super upset because then Same it's like, here. well, what, uh, what's, what's Ahsoka supposed to be about? And like, what's, if you're going to take all of this out and you're changing that, it's like, it's like a butterfly effect, right? Like one little thing can change the course of everything mm-hmm. without yep. the inquisitor dying where he died. I don't think it would have set certain things in motion that got set in motion. If that grand inquisitor died way before he even met, Kanan and fucking Ezra, none of the things that happened after that would have happened. They wouldn't have been pushed in the direction they were. What What is yeah. so pivotal about the Grand Inquisitor? Is this from Star Wars Rebels? It is yep. from Rebels. It pretty much puts them on their their main journey. Like it, it solidifies the 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 connection between Kanan and Ezra, and and getting Ezra trained up proper. Like it's because mm-hmm. it still happens when Ezra's still a kid back when he had that yeah. really weird fucking lightsaber stun gun duo thing that I still <laughs> to this day cannot stand. 
<laughs> it was so dumb. That was that was like the dumbest thing about Rebels, and everything else was gold. <laughs> like that that lightsaber is like the modders and their fucking candy striped scooters in Boba Fett. <laughs> I really didn't mind it all that much. I didn't care for it. Like I never I never liked it, but I didn't really dislike it very much either. Oh, I, I couldn't just, stand it. More I thought than it was anything, silly. I just thought it was kind of cool that we got a somewhat unique-looking lightsaber when the majority of them from Clone Wars era were pretty similar. Pretty standard fare. Yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I, like, I don't disagree with you either, though. Like, it really wasn't a great design. It was just different. It, 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 looked, like, <laughs> it, it looked like a Space Age staple gun. <laughs> yeah you're kind of right <laughs> it really did <laughs> um, but that's neither that's, that's neither here nor there possibly yeah. a topic for another day um, but no you know I'm glad that they, that they didn't retcon that because that, I think that would have thrown everything way off like mm-hmm. would yeah anyway um yeah, definitely good to see the Grand Inquisitor back in full form uh, in his full mockery of Reva as well. I, you know, Reva, in the grand scale of things, was she a necessary character is what I keep asking myself. And I don't really think she was. Um. I, I kind of get the vibe they're they're gonna do something with her in the future, and that's what they're setting up with the last episode. But I I found her arc interesting in this series, um, that's for sure. At first, I didn't like her character, but I think with where they ended in this episode and with the series, I'm curious to see if she comes back at all. I kind of like I, I agree with both of you in this regard. I think that uh, I didn't like her as much in the beginning because she was just like we were given this character and all she really did was just yell about things and be really angry about yeah things. She, I didn't, it seems I didn't like she tried too her. hard exactly yeah it was just like she was doing way too much with absolutely no context as to why she was doing it but um then, and come the end of the series sense. i i do agree I, I think that she kind of wasn't a necessary character at all most of her storyline you knew wasn't going to go her way because they wouldn't just outright change Star Wars canon from A New Hope. Like, it just right. wouldn't have made sense. So, I, I didn't mind her character, but I, I agree with you, Alex. I think that it, it kind of got to a point where it was, like, it not only extremely predictable, but also a little unnecessary. Yeah, you know, her character kind of reminded me, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of Nebula in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Just a lot of yelling and stomping around. Still kind of badass, because let's be real. She is kind of badass. She does all the par- the, the force-powered parkour, and she's not half mm. bad with a lightsaber. And I bet right. had she not fought Vader and fought somebody else for a change, she probably could have done a lot more than, than, than what happened. Um, but ultimately, if you remove them from the situation entirely, not much would have changed. Yeah. And for a second example, for anybody who hasn't seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, first of all, why are you sleeping on it? Second of all, 
Why are you sleeping on it? Third of all, why are you listening? Why are you listening to this podcast? Um, and, <laughs> not watching it right now. <laughs> right, stop what you're doing and go go get treat yourself to some MCU. Um, but for those who are older, uh, who are listening and don't know what I'm talking about because you don't watch the MCU, it's like Indiana Jones in the oh, what is that Ark of the Covenant. You remove Indiana Jones from that entire movie, and this has been a topic in a variety of television shows. If you take him out entirely, nothing changes. <laughs> nothing changes. Yep. So that's that's how I feel about Riva. I think they could have done more with her character instead of her just being a token angry black woman. <laughs> they basically gave her the Ghostbusters treatment. <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah that was the gripe that people had with uh i can't remember the actress's name in that movie but you know what neither I mean. can i yes i do um leslie jones i think is it i think if we can stop assigning that kind of role it's funny because like i was watching throughout this this process of watching obi-wan and seeing reva and seeing a lot of the stuff that was being said online, both the positive and the negative, um, it, it put this thing in my head of like, holy shit, they really do, they really do stereotype sometimes when it comes to casting. And then my wife was watching an entirely different show, a show called Bull, um, which is like a like a courtroom kind of drama. Yeah, you know, it's actually not a half bad show. I'm, I'm considering starting it from Doesn't the top. It- isn't it is that an australian show or is that no. a new york new york that's thing? a that's a an american kind of thing yeah okay um and like three different episodes across the span of the time that we've been watching obi-wan i've seen uh black parents who who either something went happened to their kid or spouse or whatever and it was always an angry black woman on screen and i'm going and this this show is like recent it's been like the the late 2010s right so Mm -hmm. why is this a constant thing in television and and can we for fuck's sake stray the fuck away from that it's a it's a really shitty stereotype it's lazy writing basically (laughs) it is they they probably go like oh what's the craziest story you've had from a courtroom and then they'll like say this like stereotype story that they've had and then that doesn't represent like you know actual people and then they just put it in the show because it's easy to to have a reference to something like that i don't know i'm just i'm just tired of seeing angry black women on screen i know that not all black women or any black women are really all that angry so to put that into star wars um it just it hurts a little yeah i I, you know what (laughs) not even just that and I was discussing this with, with Ryan at work one day and, and, and across various platforms of people as well over the last few weeks. I feel like Disney right now is doing this thing with Star Wars. That I, they're making different shots and they're shooting things in certain ways that I don't know what their thought process is. You know, we have the really stupid chase scene from Book of Boba Fett. We have the really completely unnecessary backwards 360 spin in the last episode of Book of Boba Fett with the modder holding up Chrysanthemum and there's two fucking enemies, you know, like 
And then again, with the on foot chase scene with Leia, Leia is a 10 year old girl in the, in the seeming body of a six year old. And you're telling me she outran three full grown adults? <laughs> that are probably cybernetically enhanced or something right so <laughs> or, or come from planets with different gravities where they could probably just like run faster anyways yeah. and even if they didn't and they came from a planet with gravity that slowed them down some she's a fucking 10 year old girl yeah. who wasn't really running all that fast let's be real mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and it's it's things like that and now having Riva as like the angry black woman all the time and other different tropes that have been showing up across all these shows. I'm like, what are you guys doing over there? Like Filoni is a fucking hero and is a great writer. So who's making these decisions to put this stuff in? Because I can't I can't see that being Dave Filoni. Because um, I guess I guess they really wanted to show how special Leia was, right? Like she's not though. Uh, I know I've never liked her character to be honest. I've never been a Leia fan at all. It, it bugged me that she was in the new trilogy of Star Wars more than Luke Skywalker was. That was like I, I don't know. I mean, fair, but I mean, what else is she I gonna do? The opposite. I, th- <laughs> Ryan, I'm, I'm more in your boat than, yeah. than than always on that one. The only thing is, is like, did we need a really awkward fucking? All of a sudden, she awakens with the force in space and pulls <laughs> herself back into the yeah. fucking ship yeah. scene. No, she never really practiced with the force, and I don't know much about comics or Star Wars Legends or anything like that, so I don't know what her background with the force actually is. But all that aside. As a 10-year-old girl, she wasn't all that special. She was the stepdaughter of a diplomat. Mm-hmm. That's it. So why why is she getting weird special treatment? Like, she can outrun three fucking... Like the, in, in, in no real circumstance does that actually happen. That is my yeah. solid gripe with this show. One, Reva, angry black woman. And two... All of the fucking allowances they give to Leia, even though she's a 10-year-old girl. Yeah. I agree. I think that, like, it's not even coming down to them trying to play it safe. It's just outright weird what they're doing with some scenes. It it just straight up doesn't make sense. And a lot of it really feels like it just pulls you right out of the potential immersion that you would have had. So, like, oh, now I know that I'm watching some goofy fucking show. Um, it's it's just I, a weird feeling. Can I add to this list? Yes. You know, the, the whole part in episode five, like the whole premise was that they put her in the vents to like do all the hot wiring to like open the bay doors. When, like, how does she I, know I, how to do that? It, not just that, but like, <laughs> I, I, I get that they couldn't get up there, but like, I feel like it wouldn't have been a tight fit for like other people. Like, could no one else have gone up there? Like, why why base the lives of, like, 300 people on this little girl that you've just met? Because it's you know? Princess fucking Leia, that's yeah. why. Like, I, I didn't like that about that episode. I was like, that is, like, I would not do that. If I was there, I'd be like, the fuck you're putting my life in her hands? Like, uh. Right. Oh, and also, like, when they're escaping from the facility and she's, like, barely hiding under Obi-Wan's trench coat. Like, she's very much in plain sight, and yet everybody's walking by, like, there's nothing to see here. Let's just keep walking. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking yeah. break. 
I really I mean, like, I do not play. understand how they went from things like Clone Wars and Rebels to scenes like that. It just it it actually is surprising to me that there's such I, a stark difference. I wonder if it's another case that so like people heavily involved in the show just like don't know the other material. You know, like I mean, to some degree, yes. Uh, the writer that was there up until episode five hadn't seen at least Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I'm not sure about the other what? movies. I'm wow. pretty sure he had at least seen the original trilogy. Okay. Um, like, now like, I'm thinking... that's, in episode five, it, like at least for me, I really started to notice a difference in the writing of the characters and that they were not just all a bunch of bumbling morons. Huh. <laughs> I really, I felt that so heavily for the first four episodes of the show. It really felt like every character was just super dumbed I, down. I kind of like, agree. Really basic. I think oh no, last, I feel that. These last two episodes for me, like or mostly the last episode, I feel like really redeemed the show overall. Like it was entertaining, but I think that last episode is what was like, okay, it ended on a high note at least. I don't you know, know if you I, guys thought that way. I I think that episode five, now that I'm remembering all the pieces to it, that was with all the flashbacks of him and Anakin training yeah. together, right? Yep. I was so glad to finally see Kristen Hayden's face. Christian Hayden. 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 Hayden, 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 Hayden you know what? I do that so often. I, I get Just it. with yeah. his name. And I don't know why. What, what, what about his name just does that to me? Hayden Christensen. It was so good to see Hayden Christensen's face with some slight de-aging because let's be real. He's an old mm-hmm. man now. Yeah. And he uh, looks I mean, really skinny and, and like teenager aged and like the... The original as trilogy. as he as he should because yeah. he was a not a padawan but well i guess still kind of a padawan he was still like, he was a junior he was oh, a... <laughs> squire like a what ward. is it what what is it they call you when you're not given the rank of master like just a fucking degenerate like <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're you're a padawan right up until you. you're oh really no you, you yeah. become a it, it goes padawan until you're until you've passed your trial, and then you're a Jedi Knight, and then you're a Jedi Master. Oh, okay. So, oh, knight. so he's he would have a been... knight? But uh, he still yeah. had his Padawan braid. In uh, which movie? In No, in the fifth episode, when he was doing the training scene. Oh, with... yeah. Oh, no, that, well, that was supposed back, to be yeah. clone. That was like Attack of the Clones era Anakin. Like pre- clones like just before the clone wars no like yeah, it would have been after the, it would have been left. after the beginning of the clone wars but like before revenge of the sith because he oh, was a knight in jedi uh, in revenge of the sith he was a jedi well I, I imagine he got knighted like shortly after the clone wars because that's what the entire fucking clone Wars series was about him as a well, knight his Je- him becoming knighted was actually uh because of what happened on geonosis Oh, fuck that me. was that was considered his Jedi trial. What um, happened on GM? I think it was. I'm not sure if it was uh, the the decision to leave Padme behind, or if it was something that happened right after the movie ended. But very shortly after, because like he would not have been able to take on a Padawan if he was not already a Jedi Knight himself, which right. happened at the very uh... beginning of the Clone Wars series when uh, Ahsoka became his Padawan. In the movie, before the series even launched, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that movie is supposed to only take place, like, I, I, I don't even think a full year after. If that, I think clones. it's even even sooner than that. I think it's yeah. only, like, months, maybe, if I remember I think so correctly. Too. Um, yeah, so it was nice to nice to see all of that. And I thought that was, that was fucking brilliant. 
getting mm-hmm. all that done. Um, I agree. That was awesome. But that that's only a small portion of that fifth episode, and I'm having a hard time remembering back to what all else went on on that. Um, I mean, to be honest, like, it, that fifth episode, although I thought it was actually probably the best episode of the show, um, I think that there there did seem to be a lot of downtime, um, but they used it in, in a good way. So I think episode five is when they really started to actually tell us about Riva and why she is the way she is, who she knows, and uh, why she knows the things that she does. Right, because they had that, that conversation was... through the blast door. Exactly, yeah. And then no even like uh, when he Obi-Wan is taken away from the doors and is talking to her just one-on-one, like there's a lot of development that happens in that episode. It's really where the dialogue begins to switch from really like slow and campy and putting an emphasis on a lack of development for every character in the show, except for Leia, um, to now actually seeing motive behind these characters, which right. I think was really, really important that we saw that when we did. Also, I don't know why until just this moment, I had totally forgotten about the fight between Vader and Reva. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I figured like we'd get to that once we are kind of near the end of the episode there anyway. <clears throat> I'm like sitting here going, what else was significant about that episode? I don't know. Probably one of the most badass fucking duels in all of fucking Star Wars history. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that. that was pretty fucking good. The one thing that I am a little like that I didn't really like all that much about episode five was just the fact that Riva has been against Vader this whole time, but has still been an Inquisitor the entire time. I just, I don't really see the the logic to it yeah i thought know, that was kind, kind of, of doesn't up. make sense she does what he says even though if she resents him for uh stabbing her as a as a young jedi padawan well i, I, th- I didn't this. think she was stabbed didn't she just run away she played dead or something nope well that's well, that's that like the yeah. scene when uh vader stabs her in the hangar at the end of episode five they showed that to mirror the the scene where he stabbed her as anakin in the jedi temple Oh my so God. she survived so, that twice. She survived yeah, that Jesus. very same stab wound twice. Oh, I I only remember the line where she was like, "I hid amongst the bodies" or whatever, and then and then I think she said she like crawled away after, and I was just thinking that she like covered herself in the blood of her friends and just like played dead under the bodies. After yeah, she was no, stabbed, you, yeah. You only find out <laughs> in, in that scene, like in the scene where Vader is about to stab her again. You only see it at that moment where it quickly flashes to her um, from Anakin's point of view, uh, wearing like the that like hat thing that covers their eyes uh, for training and stuff. Like you know the big fucking like weird looking hats that all the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Padawans wore. Yeah, it's like it cuts to her as a young kid wearing that from Anakin's point of view. And then all you really see is a flash and her eyes open really wide. And then it cuts right back to her in basically the exact same position. Like these 10 years later, getting stabbed by Vader. Oh, I always took that as her eyes went wide when she saw him slaughtering her classmates, her peers. Not that she was stabbed herself. I thought it was just the PTSD of it. And that's what made her get stabbed because she just like, like she didn't see it coming kind of thing. But I, I guess I could, you could, 
yeah, maybe it was that way too. I just that's the way I saw it. Like I I mean, yeah, you're honestly you could be entirely right. Like this was this is what I saw from it, and uh, I I did uh, after episode six came out. The next day, I went and I sat down and watched the entire thing front to back uh, in a single sitting. Oh really? Um, And I just like there were a couple things like once we get to episode six, there are a few things that I want to talk about as well. In particular, some things that happened during the Vader and Kenobi fight. But there are just like some things that I noticed that I kind of wanted to talk about and like see if you guys uh, maybe had the same opinion on it. And like this scene in particular was one of those things. I wanted to know if you guys had like picked up on the same thing or if I'm just looking into it more than I should. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Agree on what? Yeah. What's like the... so, for in this case, like uh, I, I, I'm obviously not sure if I'm right or not. This is just what I thought happened, yeah. and that's why they gave us that flashback with Riva before she was stabbed. Oh, I'm not hundred percent sure if that's oh, I what thought that there was something means, else. but it's what it looked. No, no, like. no. I, uh, I read it that way as well. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just me then. He, he okay. also fucked with her back in the day, which is why she's so fucking angry. Oh, okay. So, wait, I, was there was there something else in the episode that you were saying as well, or was that just it? Well, there was, like, some other stuff in episode six that I, that we'll get oh, to I uh, that I wanted to also, like, point out and see if you guys had noticed it. Yeah. Uh, they're just, like, small little things, though. Okay. Then never mind, Alex. Sorry, I think I interrupted you. That's oh, okay. I don't remember where I was going with that anyway. <laughs> All right. Um... But yeah, now that um, that end that end scene was one of the coolest. Like I said, probably the 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 best lightsaber duel I've seen in almost all of Star Wars history. Next to I liked it a lot. The duel of the fates. That was that was a pretty memorable like lightsaber battle. Like I think didn't that... even draw his own saber. In fact, he f- dodged most of her hits and then fended her off with the force alone. That was fucking insane. Insane. So good. Like just and dummied her. Like he did he didn't even try. Like, not that you could see if Anakin can sweat, but I guarantee you he didn't sweat. <laughs> yep. Like that was just ridiculous. I've never seen that display before, and I think that got me the most hype. I agree. I thought it was so cool to see that because they have never given us anything like that before. Like every demonstration of the force that we've ever seen, even in the animated shows where they really could play around with it more, they just don't. Most of the combat is just lightsaber duels. It was like a force push every now and then or someone grabs something from a distance and throws it. And to some extent, like it makes sense, especially Clone Wars era um dueling between like sith and jedi it makes a lot of sense why there isn't a lot of use of the force um if you guys are familiar with uh like the barriers that they typically use in fights uh How you sure. so um i know alex you've seen the episode but the very first episode of the clone wars tv show it's about yoda have you seen it ollie not at all no okay well, the only important part that I actually want to take away from this episode in particular is at the very end when Yoda meets Ventress, who is uh, Count Dooku's apprentice at the time. She is not technically a Sith, but she's very, very close to to being that. 
The only Dude. reason that she's not is because Sidious is uh, Dooku's master. Does the dark side not call their Padawans Padawan? Are they apprentices? Uh, yeah, they they are apprentices, but it's different because they have like because of the rule of two that exists. If Dooku were to legitimately call her his Padawan, then they would either have to kill Sidious or Sidious would kill them, and that's just the way of the Sith. But uh, anyway, oh, at the end yeah. of this episode, Yoda ends up meeting up with Ventress, who is quite powerful for a normal Jedi. But one thing that we see in that episode that we almost never see throughout the rest of Star Wars in its entirety is the minute that she goes to attack, Yoda just uses the Force and pulls the lightsabers away from her and uh, just, like, holds them. Um, she is unable to do anything about it. And it seems like a really straightforward maneuver, right? Like, why wouldn't you just use this in a fight? Or why wouldn't you just use the force and turn off your opponent's lightsaber in a fight? Right. There's actually a reason for these things and why you can't do them. And they were super prevalent prevalent in the Clone Wars era because of the number of Jedi. Um, and because the Sith in that era were mostly previously Jedi. So... As a Force user, when you're going into a lightsaber duel and you first use the Force to ignite your saber, you essentially surround yourself with a field of Force. And that field is only as strong as your self as a Force user is capable of uh, making. So in the case of Ventress and Yoda, Yoda was just so much more powerful that Ventress didn't stand a chance. Her Force barrier was nothing compared to him. And because of that, he could just easily take away all of her defenses without really having to do any kind of work himself. And you don't really ever see that much because it has to be such a grand difference between the power levels of the two people that are fighting in order for this to happen. So even like Anakin versus Dooku in his younger years wasn't capable of uh, neither of them were capable of breaking each other's barriers in this regard um because it wasn't a great enough gap in their force ability hmm. so this is what's going on with reva and vader in episode five basically yeah so he just like he is so immensely powerful Wiping the floor that she her. just does not even hold a candle to him basically. not even yeah. a little bit she tried blowing. Mm -hmm. She 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 tried like uh that that whirlwind lightsaber trick with her inquisitor blades or whatever and and then and he was like nah yeah <laughs> I know yeah, I was like oh that's a, I was like oh that's a cool gimmick is that supposed to like blow hot air on him and then he's just like yeah that's actually that's an inquisitor thing that's why their sabers are shaped like that, that that's what mm -hmm. I figured I I kind of like the the way the handle is with like the D shaped like handle and then when she put it together and it ended up being like two sabers and I was like oh. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are they are meant to spin like that. Huh. See, I feel like that would have been cooler for Kylo Ren than his little like actual like sword shaped saber. Like they should have just like gone with the classic. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Although, Kylo Ren. I feel like you Excalibur say that saber. because you also haven't seen Rebels either. Because what what's uh, I am you guys, I am unbelievably <laughs> happy that they didn't do this one thing in the Kenobi show that they did in Rebels that I absolutely hated. And Alex knows exactly what I'm talking about, because I'm what sure you it? feel the same way. But <laughs> using that, like, spin with yeah. the lightsabers that the Inquisitors have, they're actually able to fly. And it is the Legit. goofiest, <laughs> dumbest-looking thing I have ever seen. 
And it's like, it's so common for this to happen in Rebels. All of them do it. Literally every Inquisitor that you see does it. And it sucks. It is the worst use of a lightsaber ever. They go like, yeah, and then they like twirl away like Mary fucking Pretty much, dude. Like, actually, yes. Like a a handheld (laughs) helicopter. You just fucking... And how often do they do it in the in that series? Is it like literally the, every more time often they're ever than it should away. be? Yeah, it's like any time that they're beaten by anybody, they're just like, oh, oh, oh let's go and just turn up their fucking helicopters and leave, dude. It Team sucks. Rocket is blasting off again. Go, Actually, go with yeah. Inquisitor helicopter. <laughs> yeah, go go gadget or whatever, like Inspector gadget style. Huh? Yeah, like just when you said that, like it just made me laugh. I mean, like, like I just every I every picture now that and, then. and take it seriously. Well, I it's and so we did. <laughs> yeah, dude, you literally can't. But it really, it really annoyed me because before the Kenobi show aired, um, people were talking about it on Twitter to uh, like Dave Filoni and. Uh, Rupert Friend, because at the time he was the only one that was confirmed in an Inquisitor role. Uh, and people were talking about it, like, hey, are you guys doing this at all? Or are you able to fly with these lightsabers? And we didn't obviously get told if it was going to happen in the show or not, and I'm so happy that it didn't. But Rupert oh. Friend did say that, yes, it is something that they can do. So it is still canon, which is unfortunate. It's one of the very few things that I think they should just take out of canon. Yeah, but I mean, I'm you don't so necessarily have to take it. it. You don't <clears throat> have to take it out of canon. Just don't put it in your show. Yeah, just literally never do it again. <laughs> and we're cool. Like that's all I'm asking. <laughs> but I mean, like, are we? When are when are we going to see Inquisitors on screen again? You think we're going to get a whole other season of Obi Wan? Doubtful. I honestly, I kind of do. Well, I, think we I, I heard that I heard that both Hayden Christensen and um, Ewan McGregor both have said that they'd like to come back for another season. That they think that the story is there's still something to tell. Yeah, and sure. I kind of agree. Like, I, I think that there is still, I think that there is still one fight between Vader and Obi Wan that we're that we still haven't seen, and we'll get to that when we're talking a little more in depth about Episode Six, hmm. but. They are, they've also said, um, what, what is her name? Deborah Chow? Is that her name? The, like, director and producer of the of this show? Sure. No idea. Yeah. I think so. She also did a lot of work on the book of Boba Fett. And I honestly, I really yeah. like her in, uh, like, to do with Star Wars. I think she has a pretty good grasp on, on the world generally. <clears throat> but she was the one that directed the first and the last two episodes of Kenobi which I think like you can really tell a quality difference between the other three. Um, but she had, <laughs> she had said something along the lines of if, uh, if they had enough uh, support from fans that they would actually consider making a season two, although it was meant to be a limited series. With enough but, money, like, I mean, with enough, you know, like if it attracts enough attention and they got enough money they're Yeah. I mean, like they're going to throw money at it and like, if people mm-hmm. want it, they'll do it, no matter what. Limited series or yeah. not. I, I agree. I think it's kind of like just an undeniable fact yeah. of the movie industry is just, that j- this just happens, right? And, but I do. I, I honestly think that it wouldn't ruin anything if they did make another season. Yeah, and while I wouldn't mind another season, it like I I keep thinking about how like I like just from hearing about you guys talk about Star Wars lore,s I feel like there's so many untold stories in Star Wars, at least in live action, that like they really need to like start like going into these other avenues because mm-hmm. I feel like they're like 
I'm interested whenever I hear about what you guys say happened in the lore, and then in reality, they're like fucking Ray and long pants Kylo Ren fucking <laughs> over here, you know? And like, and and yeah, we're still stuck on like Skywalkers every now and then. While I do like, yeah, every um, now Anakin, and then, there's an entire fucking saga, nine movie saga based on Skywalker. Like, I'm I'm still I'm still curious. Like, what is it about Skywalker that makes the nine movie saga like the center point of the Star Wars universe? The prophecy. That's yeah. really it. It's just like another chosen one story arc. Oh, okay. So there's probably like, like a million others that could happen in the billion year timeline that it happened. Yeah, in. exactly. Like there, there's another prophecy that uh, that the High Republic era that comes before the Clone Wars is all about a different prophecy. No, oh, gross. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's not bad. Like I, I honestly really like the High Republic era and the Old Republic era as well. I, I really do like both of those storylines, but it's kind of like a really drawn out like idea and it's very i can't help but feel like it's a very like white savior type movie like, yeah. <laughs> like or not not movie but just a storyline and that's kind of all star wars has been in a lot of ways hmm. which is a really unfortunate <laughs> we're not wrong you yeah. are not wrong it's like especially a galaxy like star wars you could you could put any number of these like alien species as your main character if you wanted to you, yet, you realistically could. like yet, you, you really could and it would make good stories doing so yet like, they one choose of the public storylines that i'm reading the um the master of the uh she she's actually i don't i don't know what her ethnicity is supposed to be but uh, the padawan that the main character uh, of this series is um her master is a trandoshan with one arm and he's super fucking cool <clears throat> why like, the, like the lizard dudes why doesn't they just why don't they grow the arm uh, back they eat it. um i think uh because it was cut off with a lightsaber so it was cauterized oh, oh. gross so he could he just couldn't grow it back well, what if you cut it with some uh, cut the cauterized part without a lightsaber next like butter knife <laughs> like would it just like grow back then no it <laughs> would only grow point. back to the cauterized point oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the well, worst guess... fucking superpower of all time I, I guess like so then is is like ahsoka the first time star wars is getting like a main protagonist that isn't a human species? that isn't human yes pretty okay, much that's yeah. really interesting because yeah i would imagine with like nine thousand pieces of lore like like you were talking about guardians of the galaxy earlier is like yeah peter quill is the leader but like there's everyone else who's a different species and they're all good characters so mm-hmm. <clears throat> right be, well you, you look at see. you look at the star wars track record and we've got episodes four five and six from the 70s and 80s and that was luke skywalker single white male I'd and then like we see... have the prequel series, which is all about Anakin Skywalker, also single white male. Yeah. And then we have the last three that we don't talk about, because as far as I'm concerned, they don't exist, um, which is about kind of about Rey and kind of about Kylo. So single white male and female. Yeah. Huh. All human. Not like, like they could have chosen one of literally uh, different hundreds of races if not thousands of races in Star Wars lore. Why not? And yet, Why not we bring always back, get uh, human. 
bring back Mace Windu. I was hearing some rumors about maybe getting um, Samuel L. Jackson back involved. Well, yeah, he even said he'd he'd learn how to use a lightsaber (laughs) left-handed. And I'm like, you don't need to use a lightsaber left-handed. You could just get a robot arm like everybody else did. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yep. I mean, you're right. I think uh, I, I think it would be super cool if we see him again, and I know that Alex and I have talked about this at least uh, once or twice before. But to me, as much as I do want to see him back, they would have to do a really heavy uh, exposition dump in the beginning of whatever it is to explain oh, yeah. like where he's been, right? If anybody out of the entire Jedi Order was not only capable of taking down Palpatine, but had the drive to do it, especially after Order 66, it would be Mace Windu. He was one of the very few in the Jedi Order that was actually capable of using dark side powers without being corrupted by them and using them to his advantage in a fight against a dark side user. Hmm. Interesting. So, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just really character to bring back is what I'm hearing. Yeah. No, like again, I really hope they do because I think it would be super cool to see him again. But they just really need to be super careful about how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But that's never stopped uh, uh, writers from doing <laughs> that with many other different IPs and shit like that and characters. So oh, I'm oh, sure one day not. with enough money and attention. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna happen again like i remember there was like this interview i don't know if it was like recent or whatever but um they were talking about how samuel l jackson i don't think ever won an oscar or he just didn't win it for things he should have gotten it for and then he was like oh i'm not upset about that because uh like i'm more about quality over quantity and i would love to stay on as mace windu or um Uh, nick fury for a long time and just make quality like tv and movies and i'm just thinking like you're neither right now like technically like you barely show (laughs) up in like either property what the fuck are you talking about and i want to say that was pretty recent in like the last month i've been seeing it like all over facebook and i'm like they must have taken this quote out of context because like he would never say that it would like without like you know the irony of it i don't know but it'd be cool (laughs) to see mace windu he was my favorite character in the prequel series. Like, I, I did like him. I totally understand what you're saying, though. Like, there's no way that that's, like, not been taken out of context, yeah. considering how long it's been since not only he played Mace Windu, but was actually Nick Fury in any of the movies. Like, when yeah. was the last time he showed up? At the end credit scene of Infinity War, where they see where we see him get dusted? But other than that, he wasn't even in the rest of that movie. I don't even... Th- yeah, Endgame. War. He was at he was at Stark's he was at Stark's yeah. funeral. Yeah. Oh yeah, and right. Then, and then now he's going to be in the Secret Wars TV show. I think like isn't he the mm-hmm. main cast or the member? Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion. Well, I mean, no. and then I guess technically he was in <clears throat> Far From Home, which happened after Infinity War. Yeah, yeah that's you're right. True. That was the Endgame. Movie. Yeah. Wait. Um, was that him or was that the Scroll? Doesn't no, matter. It was still, strong, it was still Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. The, yeah. The, the the topic is Samuel L. Jackson, not what who or what his character actually was. Yeah, I can't wait till they reveal like how many people were actually scrolls. So, hmm. Um. Okay, so should That's... we move on to episode six of uh, 
Obi-Wan? We should, because we're already clocking in at almost an hour here on the yeah. one episode <laughs> that shouldn't have taken that long. Okay. All um, right. So I, I, I forget most of this episode except for the lightsaber duel and the whole Reva thing at the end of the episode. That's more or less what this episode was about, wasn't it? Okay, because yeah. I was like, this is all like, I can remember. Down the middle. It yeah. was like, it, it opened with them fleeing, and then Obi-Wan's like, I have to get off this ship. I have to right. leave. He will follow me. It is your only chance for survival because their ship was like breaking down and they couldn't fix it fast enough to get their hyperdrive going. Yeah, right, right. And then the other half was, yes, was Reva making it to Tatooine because of the fucking communicator she found at the end of the fifth episode talking about Luke uh, being on Tatooine. So she goes there for seemingly no fucking reason. Why did she go there? For what purpose? We don't know. Even come the end of that episode, I'm like, what exactly was your plan? Wait, to Tatooine? Yeah. I was looking for Luke. For what? To kill him. For what? She she wanted to she wanted to avenge her uh like her Her Jedi Padawan friends by getting rid of the Skywalker bloodline. That wouldn't have done shit. Vader didn't give a fuck. And Vader wouldn't have given a fuck. Yeah, no, he he probably wouldn't have given a fuck. That's probably what he would have done himself. But like, that's just what her logic was: was that she was so angry, she was going completely to unnecessary. Out. Yeah, she was going to kill a a youngling for youngling kind of thing. You know, eye for an eye was basically her whole mm-hmm. end goal. And I, d- yeah, right. like Ryan said earlier, or one of you said earlier, it, it like her logic wasn't really like quite that good. But I feel like that was like the flaw of her character. But I think. It, like that's why I ended up liking her in the end when like she couldn't actually do it and uh, Obi Wan, um, he implied something about her choosing a different path or something like that. I think. So she became a Skywalker. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, so she's gonna, run into, she, she's gonna run into she's gonna run into Ray like forty years later and be like, well, fuck. Now there's two of us. <laughs> Um, no, um, I, I think that she's, I assumed that she was going to maybe become a Jedi or something or try to go down the path of the Jedi after that. And that's why I think maybe they could open it up to a season two and it would maybe be, but I don't know about the lore and where that fits with it. Cause is Reva a character from anything else or is she just for this show? Nope. As far as I know, she's just in this show. <clears throat> yeah. So I kind of get the vibe that maybe she's going for a redemption arc next and like, her character will show up again i agree i definitely don't think that we've seen the last of her even if it's like uh, as a side character in some other show later on it's like then they better give her better writing i think they will though like i I feel pretty confident in that being the case because of everything that happened in this show and that like there was a lot of focus on her character even though not a lot of development happened for her until the last two episodes I feel like they're doing that so we do see her again, but we see her again as a completely different character in a completely different light. Hmm. Do you guys ever th- like think that Disney would make another three Star Wars movies or something like that? Well, I guess we have the Taika Waititi one coming out, but I mean like more to do with the Skywalker saga, or is that just like done? Because uh, hmm. if Rey is starting the next set of jedis right because now she has like that what was it an orange saber at the end yeah um then i don't know like maybe they're kind of like setting things in motion like here and then like 10 years on the line we get another few star wars movies with completely different characters and story but still you know jedi versus sith maybe 
I mean, I wouldn't mind it to be honest. Like, as long as it's not a Skywalker story, like yeah, it can have characters. If it's got Ray in it, you know period. it's a Skywalker story because like, she thinks but, it's okay so to I, just take that mantle. <laughs> but I'm thinking that, like, Yoda, if they though. used her as the like as the Yoda of the yeah. New Order, yeah. where she's it, just like she's a very important person, yeah, and it, they need to make sure that we know that she's still around, but she's not a present character in the current storyline. Yeah, because, like, assuming Reva does, you know, like, not that I have any backing for this, but just the vibe I got at the end of the episode was maybe she goes for the Jedi path, and then now we have, like, Grogu in Mandalorian, though I guess he he technically denied the Jedi path. I don't know, I feel like they're kind of, like, going with these, like, new Jedi stories, or, like, you know, like, what's to say, is there any, a lot of lore, like, well past Skywalker saga uh, or at least a new trilogy that maybe no you know you not can, really like, does it always have to be jedi and sith can there not be two or three different groups of uh force sensitive users oh, yeah. there are there are actually many different factions of force so many different factions for really different purposes yeah. but because of the disney canon and the the new sequel trilogy um basically everything that was in comics from like that period of time onwards is now just become legends content huh. um which like it's not a bad thing there are honestly like a lot of people talk really highly about legends but there is a lot of really dumb shit that happens in legends that should not exist in the first place but that's why it's legends it's never is, been canon is legends the um anthology series on disney plus with the different animations no, no. Legends is uh, Legends is is literally just the all encompassing title for everything Star Wars that isn't in the canon universe. Oh, okay. So it's like it's everything from TV shows to comic books. Well, like I guess anything in, um... that's been retconned since Disney uh, got a hold of Lucasfilms is Legends content. Okay. Well, yeah. how about um in uh, Rogue One? There was the Donnie Yen's character. Was was he mm -hmm. Jedi or Sith or like he was just Force sensitive, right? Yeah, more or less. But was <clears> he any kind of faction? He was like a monk or something, if I remember he right. He was uh, he was loosely attached to the Jedi as uh, not not really a, a protector, but force. he was like he was kind of like a monk that would uh, kind of guard their sanctuaries, I guess. Yeah, uh, or the, like their temples and other planets, like make sure that the artifacts that are attached to the the Jedi religion are not destroyed or like defaced or anything like that. But he wasn't a Jedi. Too okay. bad, because could you imagine the fucking sword work he could have done? Oh yeah, dude, that would be dude. so sick. Donnie Yen would make the perfect Jedi. He would. Yeah. He'd just destroy both unarmed and armed. He'd fucking. Well, I think. Kill I think I've said this before, I don't know in a podcast, but they, they've they had a lot of, like, really good, like, East Asian choreographers show up in Star Wars movies that they've, like, n died in, like, the five-minute <laughs> scene that they've been in. And I was like, what's the point of that casting? Like, I was talking about, like, the two guys <laughs> that got cast from, like, Raid Redemption, which was basically, like, Indonesian John Wick. And, like, they mm -hmm. just didn't do anything with them. He got eaten by, like, a tentacle monster um, in that one scene. And I was, I yeah, I was, like, I disappointed. far to say that the Raid Redemption is Indonesian John Wick. Well, I mean... It is a, it is a, it is a whole other game entirely. It is a whole other subset of things. 
it, it's more so like the way the movie plays out is like it's one night and the dude is just doing like fights throughout the whole fucking thing and he's like exhausted by the end of it like that's kind of like the john wick vibe i got not that he's angry like because someone killed his dog <laughs> and like goes for revenge no I mean, more I just... more so yeah like that his endurance and whatnot <laughs> I don't know that John Wick is actually tired by the end of any of the three because he seems to just keep getting back up and going right back to it. That I'd argue he's tired. Immortal motherfucker. He's just he's just really good at like hiding it and like hiding the pain and whatnot. I think that was like the whole point of his character is that he is exhausted no, by all this, but it's the only And now he's he fallen literally off the rooftop of the Continental, got picked up by the garbage people. Sorry, the Bowery. <laughs> Yeah. And now, and now, and now, he's probably going to team up with the Bowery and go after whomever. Still, even after going through everything he went through in the first three movies, which I'm quite certain took place over a course of like three days. It did, not yeah, even like that. Um, uh, well, and now, yeah, go on. Sorry. And and now he's going to take the fall off the t- like. Do you guys remember how tall the Continental was? Yeah, it's quite large. It is a multi-story building. And he hit like everything on the way down. So like he's broken <laughs> oh. internally and now all of a sudden he's magically going to get up, yeah. grab a gun and go right back to it. And one, I cannot wait to see that go down. Two, yep. since we're on the topic of Donnie Yen, our boy Donnie Yen is in that movie and I can't wait to see that mm-hmm. either. Yeah, I, so I think the way I saw that Lawrence Fishburne like the Bowery ending of John Wick three was that he's not going to necessarily team up. I think they're going to nurse him back to health. So I think there's going to be a bit of a time skip and they're going to use, they're going to use him essentially because he's the only safe Haven like they have now and they can hide him in the underground basically and deny that they have him. I think that's the way it's kind of going to go, but yeah, I I see your point, but I think season or uh, the second movie or was it the third movie where he goes to like Morocco um, that's the third one the third one yeah i feel like it's a bit longer than three days i think that's like the third one definitely expands it over like, oh i mean days. i mean because like goes to the desert movies right? movie one and two spans over like three days yeah is yeah. what i meant yeah and then like and then at the end of the events of the third one falls off a fucking building like he like, yeah he, he went through some shit <laughs> he's, he's superhuman that's for sure yeah God damn, and we're going to be getting Keanu Reeves in one of the next Marvel phases and an untitled DC project where he's going to play the Dark Knight himself? Yep, and um, maybe uh, toss him into Star Wars and give him a lightsaber to do the same thing. That's what I'm saying, man. Him as Revan for so long. I think that would be cool, but I also really hope that we don't get a live-action Revan storyline. No, let that one, let that be where it is. That's Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was like the original, like, Jedi to Sith to Jedi. Yeah, he did the the triple. Yeah. Oh, really? Holy shit. Why did he do that? Yep. Uh, It's it's like a really complicated storyline. It's really cool. Like, there are some really cool things that happen, but I just don't trust them to get it right in the format of a movie. Did the Sith kill his dog, and then he just like, well, fuck that. (laughs) Pretty much, yep. 
Huh. Yeah, I, I think that's actually exactly what happened. In fact, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Maybe his Wookiee. No, but definitely like look into the storyline for sure. Even if you just watch a YouTube video on it, it's super cool. I won't get into it now because it's like quite lengthy, and uh, yeah. we should probably move on to Miss Marvel. Yeah, we we, we still episode. get sidetracked from episode six. Yeah, let's let's go back to episode six then. <laughs> yeah, John John Wick's not actually an original story. They ripped that off of Star Wars. it is actually a star wars revenge story personified by a non-star wars canon he's gonna find a blaster and realize that's where he came from all along (laughs) this is what disney has done to my star wars (laughs) not my star wars not my star wars (laughs) fuck's sake oh Um, man yeah, let's uh, let's let's get back on track. Oh my god, uh, yeah, I'll take the blame for that one. That one was on me. Yes, let's let's skip all the rest of the bullshit that was episode six and move right to all of the awesome on that planet mm-hmm. with Obi Wan and Anakin. Go. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was such a good fight. Like not as good as Revenge of the Sith, but I think it was intentional that they did what they did with it. Well, like they're aged, sure... right? Pardon? I said they're aged, right? Like, Obi-Wan's yeah, a little exactly. older. Probably can't and move the same way. with it being, uh, like, Vader in a suit versus Vader as Anakin in his body, there is a very large difference in their, in their skill levels, and not only just their lightsaber combat, um, but also in their potential with the Force. And like I said, I I believe it was last episode, or maybe it was just when we were talking um, about why Vader's movement is so like, it's so slow and heavy when he's uh, in combat in the suit. Um, And it's more to do with like the fact that because of all of his cybernetic parts and all the armor in his suit, he's just very slow. And every move that he does is essentially like, uh, just a crushing blow like most uh most duelists cannot hold up a single hit from his lightsaber it just breaks their guard almost instantly um but i really liked that we still saw him move at a, at a really decent pace even with all of this holding him back right um not to mention like all of the stuff that he was doing with the force throughout this fight which again goes back to what i was saying about episode five where i'm very happy that we're finally seeing them use the force in this way in combat because you just don't see it outside of this period when there is such a large difference in the skill levels between the uh the jedi and the sith that are existing in this time period like the inquisitors are nothing compared to even uh obi-wan for the most part and obi-wan is yes a powerful jedi but he's only as powerful as he is because he's extremely adept in defensive tactics and he has a very good knowledge of um, combat in a lot of ways. He's not overly powerful with the Force and he's certainly never been one of the few Jedi that were like standing out amongst the crowd. He was just capable of putting in a lot more work than others to become as skilled as he was. Mm -hmm. He really truly dedicated himself to uh, becoming a, a, a real proper Jedi Knight. And in doing so, the power kind of came along with that. But just seeing him and his abilities versus Vader and his abilities, 
in like the scene where Vader uh, catches the rock that Obi-Wan pulls towards him with very little effort and then just throws it across the uh, uh, across that landscape that they're fighting on with almost nothing that Obi-Wan can do in response to that. And I thought that was such a cool moment. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I, I really like that because um, one thing that has always not really bugged me, but that I've wondered about is the switch from his mannerisms as Hayden Christensen playing um, Darth Vader to the voice of, um, why am I blanking on his name right James now? James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. And I'm like, I remember the prequel movies and the way that Anakin Skywalker spoke then. And then as soon as he becomes Darth Vader, he starts talking in the mannerisms that James Earl Jones does. And I was like, having a hard time bridging that gap and it kind of like the immersion for me was a little bit like i I know you could say that like his vocal cords and whatever got fucked up and he has a synthesizer now and and to to speak and be more ominous i guess but like i like that when his like helmet broke and you could hear kind of both at one point and how slow how much slower he was talking and it really synced up with like the mannerisms of james earl jones and i was like oh mm-hmm. okay like now this makes sense to me and i and like, i like that little that bit of detail that they did with it and i was like okay that I, yeah i i like that a lot that it makes me more too. sense it, it's like the way he was like angry with obi-wan was just like maybe it's just like how he carries himself after the whole you know losing his limbs on because he didn't have the high ground or whatever um that he just he's just so angry all the time (laughs) and like he has to like force himself to like talk and and yeah i just i i kind of got a better appreciation of his character um with that scene I agree. And while we're on that scene, this is actually one of the things that I was talking about uh, in regards to when we were discussing the last episode. Um, When we see Obi-Wan cut that piece out of his helmet, I'm not 100% certain, but I did watch it twice and pay very close attention both times because it was something that I was... I had said I thought was going to happen earlier in the watch party stream that I had done for episode Mm -hmm. 6. Is that it looked like his eyes were changing color and uh, typically like Sith, uh, Sith Lords have that like yellow coloring in their eyes. Yeah. And during that scene, when he's talking to Obi-Wan with that part of his helmet cut, it was almost switching back and forth. Uh, It seemed almost attached to his voice. Like when it was more Hayden's voice coming through, his eyes would go back to their blue color. And when it was more James Earl Jones' voice coming through, they would go back to their Sith yellow. And I couldn't tell 100% because there was a lot of reflection from the lightsabers uh, showing on his face at the time. But it really looked like it. And I'm not 100% certain again, but especially like it it could be very easily misinterpreted when Obi-Wan's blue lightsaber is shining on the mask and just reflecting that way in towards his face. Uh, But I do think that it was actually like, I I think that they actually did do that and it was purposeful. Well, am am I wrong to think they didn't, haven't they already done that with Anakin Skywalker? There were like promo pics for episode three where it was him wearing like the, the hood and his eye was like yellow. 
and I googled it just now, and I'm seeing mm -hmm. that same promo pic. Is that not yeah. a thing that already happened with him? Oh yeah. So well, the, the, what's like the importance of that happening is, is specifically this fight is actually the reason why Anakin lost against Obi Wan here. Because yes, in Revenge of the Sith, he was a Sith. He had the Sith eyes the moment that he used the Force on Padme. Right. Um, but oh. the reason that I think he lost this fight is because he was so conflicted between his light side and dark side seeing his old master again that he wasn't able to come to terms with either side of himself. And because of that, he lost all of his advantages in that fight when he easily should have won. And I think that was very evident by his use of the Force in that fight against Obi-Wan before Obi-Wan came back uh, and beat him finally. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's... But, like, again, it's just my theory. Like, you guys definitely don't have to agree with me I mean, on that, because I don't know didn't... if it's... It's not confirmed or anything, so... But I felt like that's what the Im implication was in the scene after when Darth Vader was talking to um, the, the Chancellor or whatever he goes by, where he was just like, was it your previous master, like, giving you, like, issues or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I recommend that you, like, forget him and, like, know your path or whatever. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. So I, I, I agree with you. I think that definitely was the case, that he was being conflicted. I just didn't realize that detail about his eyes changing. I thought for a split second that he looked closer to how he did when they unmask him in episode six of the movies. Is, was that the mm -hmm. one where uh, Luke sees his face and yep. it's all like blue and shit? And yeah, you're right. that kind of, yeah. that's kind of what it reminded me of when that piece broke off his mask. And I was more looking at his skin than his eyes, but I might have to like look up a video of what you're talking about. It's actually me. cool that you bring that up though, because that's another thing that's, uh, that they did like really well, uh, particularly for that scene, was that Obi Wan cut off that one piece of his mask, um, which mirrors what Ahsoka did in season two of Rebels, where she cut off the other side of his mask. Oh, and it's funny. also funny because Luke was the only one to fully have the mask removed, and thus Vader returns to the light. Whoa. But yet in both of those scenes, versus Ahsoka and Obi Wan, we see him struggling with his uh pull to the dark side okay yeah that's hardcore nuance i like that yeah what, I like that what? Detail. <laughs> <laughs> I, like those are the things that i was talking about though just like a couple of like small things that probably don't mean anything but would be pretty cool if they actually mean the things that i think they do yeah no i'm I'm sure there's some element to it like i feel like you're if you're not the only one that's seen that i'm sure it was intentional I hope so. I've tried to stay away from videos just, regarding all of this until at least, like, we've talked about it. The other thing, too, is that, like, let's say it was intentional and they wanted to make it more obvious than it was and not make you, like, question it. Wouldn't it be a little bit too on the nose if they, like, you know, like, it, maybe they... It's a fine line between subtlety, like, fine details and just being, like, in your face about it and basically hand-holding the viewer into being like hey remember that thing but at the same time <laughs> not everyone like myself included is who i'm talking about so not everyone has seen anything other than the live action star wars stuff right so those kinds of little mm -hmm. details are lost on me so at the same time you'd want to be a little bit more subtle because then you're like giving people clues to things that they're like confused about and they're like at what point did we learn that you know 
kind of like right. how they just threw in the the new jedi fucking tri tricks that they did in the new trilogy where it's like oh at what point in the previous mm -hmm. films did they ever show that that was an ability jedi could do right no i agree with you though and i think it's kind of like partially from their marvel formula i think especially in this regard where they're just hiding these little things for uh people that have seen everything or know a lot more about the lore and i like that but I think in certain instances, you're right. Like they do need to do a little more handholding for some of this stuff, but it all depends on how impactful it's actually meant to be. In this case with uh, like the mask being cut off and all of that, I don't think it was really meant to symbolize too much more than um, just his struggle between the light and dark, which you really didn't need the extra context of anything like rebels in order to, to get that yeah, idea true. from it. I but mean, it just even, kind of adds like an element of, yeah. oh, that's really cool that this is like very loosely attached to itself. Yeah. And to be honest, the main part, I th the main reason I think they did the mask breaking was to, sh to have another part where it's like, oh, yeah, that's Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I, like I, I think that was the reason. Like the flashback Barely. in episode, yeah, I know. It's like the flashback in episode five, and just for the like the lines he delivered when his mask fell off, like right there. I think that was ninety percent the reason they did it. And honestly, you're probably right on the money. Hmm. <laughs> like, there's a very good chance that that is exactly what it was, and there is no deeper meaning to any of this. I'm just yeah. looking into it more than I should be because I'm a much bigger fan of this stuff than I should be. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. I still think it's cool, even if it's not real. I mean, that's okay. There's weirder things to be fans about than than that. Yeah, like My Little Pony. Yeah. yeah Whoa, hang on there. I feel personally there. attacked. Just kidding. Good. And Star Trek. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Oh, no. Man, don't go there. I still think Star Wars is ghetto. I'm just kidding. It's all right. <laughs> um, Alex, you you haven't uh, really said a whole lot about this episode six so far. He loved I have it. Not. Um, I actually really did enjoy it, despite all of the little things. Um, like in the, the beginning, like with the with oh. the <laughs> yes, with the sand. <laughs> There's a lot um, of little things. Um. Despite all of the, I mean, I guess it was necessary, but also to me, unnecessary exposition of, of, of oh, our ship is breaking down and we need a reason to, they, they pretty much just made a reason to separate Obi-Wan from the ship. And, you know, McLean was saying it and I kind of agree with McLean is why wouldn't Vader just get in his own ship <laughs> and pursue obi-wan himself like he pretty much did and then yeah. still have the destroyer go after all of the so-called rebel scum like i don't know i feel like were i in that position i would have been like okay boys i'm taking off i'm gonna go deal with that shit you guys stay on course and eradicate this filth like that's that's more or less where i would have been at mm. and he's like no would turn the entire sh turn this ship the fuck around we're going after just that one guy and do not question me because I am Lord <laughs> Vader. Um, I, I don't agree. I think that was a silly move. Um, and I don't think that that makes any real sense. But apart from that, once you get away from all of that, 
and all of the Reva stuff. Well, you forget that on the ship with the other I rebels. I do not they, forget. They they did have another Jedi, right? The no. <laughs> the no. The neither one. one. <laughs> neither one. Neither Kamal Nanjiani or fucking Leia count. Yeah. <laughs> neither one. I was one. gonna say they, maybe they masked it or something, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Maybe he no, smuggled definitely. their way through and pretended to be some like cargo ship. Definitely not through his connections. Yeah. The yeah. only thing they I pretended really to be, the only thing they pretended to be, was relevant. So. I think it would have been really funny <laughs> if, like, the way they separated from um, Obi Wan instead of Obi Wan just being like, "Look, they're gonna come after me. Let me ditch you guys and whatever." They should have just been like, "Hey, man, they only want you." get the fuck in that escape pod and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, let the rest of us live, man. Well, that's not, that's not very Disney. If this was, if this were a WB show, I could see that happening. However, yeah. seriously. <laughs> um, apart but, from oh, that, Disney. no, the, the, the final showdown between Obi-Wan and Vader was fantastic. Um, I think it was a great display of seeing that one, they both still got it. Or, well, at least Ewan McGregor still got it uh, <laughs> because we don't know who or what was in that Vader suit. I want him to have number that, 14. Sweet, that sweet long hair he had again. Like in one of the flashbacks, I think he had like the long hair. Who, from, Anakin? Uh, no, uh, Ewan McGregor. Like his hair right now is like slicked back, right? But they did a flashback mm. this season where he had like. He's like, had that Jedi mullet for a while. Yeah, I suppose, but they definitely did a flashback where he didn't have that, and it was just like long hair that wasn't that wasn't like tucked behind his ears, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good look." I don't remember that at all. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember him. Uh, are you oh! talking about at the very end, like when, like the very end when he has the goggles around his neck and uh, like the Jedi robes underneath, uh, like another set of robes? Is that what you mean? Oh, maybe. I don't know if it was a flashback or not. I, I can't remember, but there was definitely a scene where he had longer hair, and I was like, yeah, that's a good look. I'm pretty sure you're talking about the like the very end when he goes and meets Luke and then uh, goes to see uh, Qui-Gon. Oh, could be, yeah. I actually, like, he I definitely actually had a different look to him at that point than he did even like when he was talking to Reva when she brought Luke back. I actually like completely missed when I was watching the last like 10 minutes of that episode and then like Qui-Gon shows up and whatnot. For some reason, I was like not paying attention and I, I swear I heard Yoda. So I had to like rewind and just been like, what was I hearing? <laughs> and then I was like, Qui-Gon, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Should have been Yoda. <laughs> no. No, um, definitely but, not. but yeah, you know, I I thought that it was a, a fucking great, great fight. But you know, this entire time, I I hadn't been expecting, despite how I presented it, I hadn't been expecting Qui Gon to show up in person. I was expecting at the at the very least just for him to start talking. And when, when Obi-Wan got trapped in that chasm of rocks, I thought for sure that was going to be the moment. Not a, not a moment of reflection of everything that's just happened in the last bit and finding himself within the Force. I expected Qui-Gon to finally reach out and be all like, what are you doing? 
get your ass up and get out there. I trained you better than this. And he'd be all like, but Masta, I can't. And he'd be like, yes, you can. There is no Canton Jedi or something stupid like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, hey, I was hoping. That's the one. That's the yeah. one. <laughs> that's I know that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I expected, I expected that kind of thing to happen. Um, and then when he burst out of the rocks and he does that that barrage, I was like, "Where the fuck was this in episodes one, two, and three? <laughs> or all of the clone wars this is the most powerful i've ever seen him with the force ever Mm -hmm. and you're gonna tell me he went out like a bitch several years (laughs) later on a death star get out (laughs) star destroyer sorry whatever um really really makes me want to just like i i don't know they need to redo that fight honestly they do in a new hope they need to actually just redo it somehow i don't even know just fully cgi or something it's well they've Star got they they've got it. that uh yeah they've got that fan fan made one yeah that one is really uh, well done that one is extremely well done and i think that one was a better a better display mm-hmm. uh but they I won't totally they agree. won't they won't go back and fix that no nah, it's too classic they they, yeah. they can't I mean, they they already did as much as they're going to do with the re-releases of those movies and just like touching up a couple things here and there, but like a very minimal at most. So I really don't think they would actually go back and redo it properly. No, I'm pretty but sure I, the I, last I thing so. the last thing they put in was Hayden Christensen's face. Yeah, the ghost. Because you know he yeah. could do it without training or trying. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. That that track? Yeah. He was that powerful? He just knew how to do it? No, he was just never, like, he was born of the Force. He was the Force. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, there is some things in Legends that are, like, uh, that are all about Plagueis and how Plagueis met uh, Shmi Skywalker. Shmi. um, Before... Yeah, that's her name, Anakin Swab's name. name. Shmi. And uh, in the legends, in this like one arc, he used his dark side powers to influence the Force around her, and that's what made her pregnant, and also set him on the path of the dark side from the moment he was like conceived as an idea in the Force. What? But that, like, I think in particular that he didn't, story arc he didn't go is, the old, uh, is legends. He didn't go the old-fashioned way. He just decided to use the Force to do it. Yeah, he literally, like, I, I, well, I think, I don't even know if it was his doing. He definitely implanted the dark side part in uh, into Anakin, but I think she was already pregnant somehow. <laughs> like, she just got pregnant. And it was, it, like, he was made up of the force and that's why his midichlorian count was so much higher than Excuse any me, living jedi <clears throat> Damn. it's chronic not COVID. <clears throat> oh, it's chronic not COVID. <laughs> oh. but yeah there are there are a lot of uh there are a lot of things like that kind of surrounding anakin's character especially now that uh with disney being in charge of everything and they never really decided to confirm any of those things <clears throat> So a lot of his backstory is more or less just Legends content until they say otherwise. Man, I would fucking love 
to see a Darth Vader series. Me too, just take man. just take some random stories that that kind of fit together chronologically and make them canon. And like like that that one scene of that snippet I saw on Facebook from that Star Wars group I'm affiliated with where it's like him in seemingly a desert and he's surrounded by like a hundred guys and they're like, drop your weapons, Vader, you're surrounded. There's like a hundred or something of us. And he's like, all I see are a hundred dead men and turns on his fucking lightsaber. I want to see that go down. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I think that would be one of the coolest comic arcs for them to, to do anything with in, uh, in like regards to making a show or movies right like the man was fucking powerful i want to see more of that on display mm-hmm. we got we got shafted unfortunately in the 70s and 80s but that's only because they didn't have the technology to really convey that power <laughs> yeah. and i and i really think that even back then that part of Vader slash Anakin wasn't wasn't canonized. I don't think when the original trilogy was made, Anakin was the chosen one at that moment. I think that's something that came later. He was. You think so? Yep. Anakin has always been the chosen one. No, the, I mean like, like even that... in like in the seventies, like that was part yep. of his part of his story mm-hmm. even from back then george lucas had originally planned for a nine movie saga from the beginning right yeah. he knew right away that he was releasing the ogs as the middle piece first yeah didn't he wasn't the whole point he did four five six because he knew what one two three was but the technology wasn't there to do what he wanted to do with it so he was gonna right. wait yeah. to do it later mm-hmm. and he had a like really cool ideas for the for seven eight and nine as well um, but he again intended for that to be a much later release with more updated technology. Um, but yeah, he, he had always intended for Anakin to be the chosen one. Um, but in like the same way, like it, it is always kind of been both Luke and Anakin because without one, the other can't, can't overcome like their obstacles, right? Like Luke uh, probably would have turned to the dark side had it not been for Vader being his father, just as Vader would have never turned back to the light if it hadn't been for Luke being his son. Yeah, wasn't that the whole bring balance to the Force thing that he was, like, the chosen one of? That, like, mm-hmm. they just yeah. thought that he would so be it... a powerful Jedi, but in reality, he was bringing balance to both Sith and Jedi by, like, doing what he did. Yeah, exactly. And it was like very obviously a prophecy misread on the part of the Clone Wars era Jedi, but he did exactly what was prophesized. He destroyed both more or less and brought balance to the Force. So do people just but, think Bygone is like a fucking idiot for like bringing him on or something? Or like I guess no. the Sith would have found him, right? From the beginning. They knew he was there already. Both uh, both Palpatine and Plagueis knew about Anakin before the Jedi oh. did, and that's why they never found Anakin as a young boy with the holocrons. Oh. Right. Um, um, if Qui-Gon hadn't died, Anakin would have turned out all right. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't know if it's, like, canon, but I, I think he would have been, like... I think he would have had a proper view of the jedi and i think qui-gon would have definitely been able to help him overcome his arrogance well that and like i think qui-gon had a much more liberal view on the jedi way 
Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as strict. And I think that's why he was never a member of the council, if I remember hearing yeah, that. That's, that's exactly why. <clears throat> he, was, he was too polarized as an individual compared to their normal belief system, so they didn't want him on the council. Hmm. Um, right, so it, had he not died and given Anakin the proper training, I think Anakin would have turned to fucking awesome. And I would... Now, they, if there were to ever be a Star Wars what if, they need to fucking open up with that because I would Seriously, love to see man. where that would have gone. Oh, That's no, what that I expected idea. Star Wars visions to be. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like some, watched... something along those lines. Like more yeah, sorry. That was line. the one where it was like the different art styles and stories, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I only watched the one? first episode. Yeah. yeah, I only watched the first episode. It was pretty good. The rest of the first episode was awesome. Yeah, the rest of it's good. Like there's it, in their own right. There's different styles of animation. There's one I think I passed out during, and I don't think I've gone back to watch it. But it's that one with like the really cutesy robot. Oh yeah. I um, honestly think I saw that. That one came on as I was like watching uh, the whole series, and I just I turned it off. I really didn't <laughs> care for it, and I didn't even end up going back to finish the series. But yeah, no, I right. honestly think that only really the first episode I actually liked. The rest of it was super, super weird to me. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll give you that. Um, very, very anime-like, mm-hmm. putting it out there. Um, yeah. I think what really did it in for me, though, was that one episode. It was like one of the only ones that was an actual full episode uh, in length. It was like 22 or 25 minutes. And it's uh, it's like these two siblings. One of them is a Sith, the other is a Jedi. And he just like the Jedi defeats his Sith sister by turning his lightsaber into like a giant lightsaber. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like what the fuck is this? Man? Like it's so weird. What the fuck? Yeah, that's that's anime though. Like right? Yeah, like, I, it definitely is. But it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't see a need for that to be in Star Wars. You know? <laughs> Not my Star Wars. <laughs> Not my Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need this Japanese anime <laughs> in my Star Wars. No, I thought oh, it. I man. thought it was. It was awesome. I, I didn't like all of them. Like I think mm-hmm. out of the how many were there? Like thirteen. I think I only would like really Something liked like four that. or five. Okay. Um. There were that many. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See. Yeah. I no. It was, I, for I, me, it was yeah. a, it was a success as far as I'm concerned for what they put out. I maybe didn't get. Maybe didn't like half but i mean i still liked more than i thought i would yeah hey, i mean I had... to be fair i only liked about a third of this obi-wan show but uh, <laughs> like we'll and get also, to our ratings in and... a minute here because i would like to hear your guys ratings on the oh, show absolutely but, uh... and but also to be fair ollie doesn't even like star wars so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what i was gonna say about that star wars um anthology thing that we were just talking about is that like the first episode, it took me like three different sessions to get through it because like my tolerance for Star Wars is pretty like low. Like I get bored really quick with it. So like Obi Wan mm. was a little bit more interesting, and I guess just it being live action is just easier to watch too. <laughs> um, because I'm not super interested in Star Wars to the point where I'm gonna watch like 
non-live action part of it like i started watching bad batch like a a few months ago but watched like three episodes and i was like i don't know it's just like it feels like a marathon just watching like one episode (laughs) so yeah Yeah. like like obi-wan you know like just being in it for the entertainment factor i definitely want to give it like a seven eight but just the fact that it's star wars and i'm not a huge fan of it i'll like downgrade it to like a six okay okay well flat six all right i'll take flat that six flat six alex i'm sure i'm sure you have a, a very different opinion at least in terms of a, a an overall rating so what uh, what do you got hit me with um, the, the number and why five <laughs> you're close <laughs> oh yeah what is it yeah no i uh i also put this on a medium high six like um this show did not deliver on everything i guess i wanted to be and i and i get that maybe I should well not that that should have done my research, but like it's just because I didn't get what I wanted from it doesn't mean it's a bad show. It's not that. It's uh, I again like at the top of the episode when we we're talking about how Star Wars has been doing these these scenes lately, just un with un, completely unnecessary shit. Um, I think that there's just a lot of that. Like I don't I don't know. Um, Stores in general is just the, unnecessary shit. Just kidding. It is not. But <laughs> the uh, the the latter half of episode five, with the display of Vader's true power, and obviously the 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 long awaited duel between Obi Wan and Vader, uh, were fantastic. <laughs> but I think everything else, kind of around it, in the grand scale, and it was just okay. I didn't right. think it was any grand storytelling, and mm-hmm. and usually I'm on par with all this. Like, but this one, this one's uh, it hit different, and I didn't like it. Yeah, the way it hit. So that's why, yeah, that's why it also gets a six for me. Yeah, I'm not right. gonna lie. After this one, I kind of just want to like not instantly watch any Disney tv show whether it's star wars or marvel right away like, oh no i'm still day, watching like, everything day one when endor drops whenever that drops i'm definitely watching that just because yeah, i don't but... even know what that is and who cassie and whatever is it's the dude from rogue one like the, that French oh i guy. thought he looked familiar yeah okay yeah it's it's, it's like his origin story oh so <laughs> like yeah because they all died in rogue one yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are they this is just like black widow all over again like why not make the movies for her when she's still a relevant character and like just do a one-off prequel just because they need to get something out there as far as i know uh the andor show has more to do with the destruction of alderaan <laughs> than anything it's like the build-up to that oh, so really? i think it'll take us like directly into the events of rogue one um, but I, I also think that it'll probably be a large time skips between episodes. Like we might see him as a kid in the first episode. We might see him as a, a teen with the rebellion in the next episode and like so on and so forth until he's uh, roughly that age. But I, I think it's going to be like a Han Solo type story. Oh, and we know um, that turn Anyway, out. though, yeah. I, I wanted to, uh, I, I want to quickly throw my review out there for this show before yeah. we get into Miss Marvel. 
I say um, 9.9. 9. That's what you're going to give it. No. 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 I, I feel like I'm generally like pretty harsh with my reviews, especially on things that I like. Um, and uh, I know that there are a few of you guys out there that have been uh, joining in the watch parties lately, especially for the uh, last couple episodes of Obi-Wan. Um, it's fucking awesome to see you guys in the chat. Uh, it's a great time just having people to kind of bounce ideas off of. So make sure you guys oh, yeah. are continuing to do that. Um, but uh what i had said at the end of the watch party for episode six was that i didn't think i was going to give this show anything below an eight and yes i do think now that that was very much a knee-jerk reaction to being very happy with what i got in episode six i disagree with my statement i would say and this is still probably pretty generous on my part and i do recognize that I Four think I'd half. give it probably a flat seven. <laughs> Ooh, flat seven. Whoa, higher than us. Yeah. So wow. I, I give it what I give it because there were a lot of things that I did ass. really like about the show, even though there was just as much, if not more, that I disliked about it. What I do think, though, is that the things that I liked far overshadowed the things that I disliked, especially after rewatching everything in a, a more enclosed environment after the fact. Um, watching everything from start to finish, I feel like is, uh, definitely a good way of watching this series. If you have the time to set aside and do that. Um, but also just knowing simple things like the grand inquisitor isn't dead. I feel like that really adds a lot to the show and it takes away a lot of the initial, um, reaction I had to seeing him get stabbed in where are they going with this story? Why are they doing these things that seemingly break so much of what's important to the canon? Right. And another thing that I have said at the end of that watch party is that I, because all of these things were were now kind of rounded off properly, Star Wars canon is the single most important thing to any Star Wars fan. And for them to, to break canon is it is truly a detriment to themselves because they're going to lose not just new fans that are going to end up confused with all of their various titles that no longer link up, but you're losing all of your hardcore fan base from, say, even back with the OGs that are just now witnessing things that change a lot about what they had originally <laughs> saw and uh, read that at the time was known to be Star Wars canon. So for them to keep that canon intact by not killing the Grand Inquisitor um, and <laughs> also by not doing like uh, the stuff like with Reva and Luke and just having that end the way like everybody more or less expected it to and not really going out there and taking those risks, I think is a good thing in this regard just because of where it lies in amongst all of Star Wars. It's such a pivotal moment for them to to break canon now would ruin so much of what happens in, in like a new hope going forward. Doesn't having Qui-Gon show up as a force ghost break canon? Yeah, but that one is a super minor thing. And I did want to talk about <laughs> that a little bit as well. Uh, because like there are there are a few instances, again, like the lightsabers allowing the Inquisitors to fly. There are very few things amongst Star Wars canon that I think is just like, kind of ridiculous. Kind of weird, yeah. And 
where I don't think Qui-Gon returning as a force ghost or not being able to do that is a weird thing for them to have in canon. It kind of makes sense because technically he didn't finish his training in order to do that. Yes, but um, as a but, sentient force ghost, could he not still learn how to do He's still one with the force. If anything, he's even more one with the force. Yeah, but it is so it's kind of like that. That's one thing that I think is going to be a big proprietor for if they do end up making a season two is uh, that they're going to go into more depth into that whole process. And we've only ever seen it happen really once uh, with Yoda in the last or season six of the Clone Wars. There's like four or five episodes dedicated to Yoda um, learning from Qui Gon how to become a Force ghost and. Like it is that is what breaks the canon to me is that in this entire time that Yoda is training under Qui Gon to learn how to do these things, not a single time in this instance is Qui Gon capable of appearing as a Force ghost himself. He's only a, a, a bodiless voice. And again, I don't think it's like a big deal. I honestly don't care either way if they showed him or if they didn't. I think it was really cool to see him again. And more than anything, I'm just happy that we did. I don't think it takes away anything from uh, the rest of the storyline. I don't think it's like a big issue that they that they just kind of wrote in for a cool moment. I honestly don't care either way what they did with that. But it was nice to see him again. Do you do you think Tales of the Jedi, that upcoming show um, that got announced at Star Wars Celebration? Mm-hmm. That's gonna have Qui Gon in it. Do you think that's gonna be? Uh, I don't the think story so. of him teaching, or that'll have a part where he and Yoda are doing this. I don't think so. I think it's too early. So I'm pretty sure, if I am correct, uh, that that show is based on Qui Gon when he was an apprentice under Dooku. Get out. Yeah, so it'll have like a younger Dooku and Qui-Gon as like a Padawan. Oh man, that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, super cool. We'll actually see Dooku as a Jedi and maybe even his turn to the Sith, which is actually a subject that I'm really like not well versed on. I don't know what his turning point was. Oh, me neither. Um, And that would be fucking awesome to see. Like watching Clone Wars and knowing like, you know how it ends. (laughs) <laughs> we we know he turns but like seeing all the things he did before that moment was uh was was awesome and i like that i like that contrast in 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 storytelling because you see all the good they've done mm-hmm. and then in a in a fit of whatever traumatic experience all, all of a sudden flip that switch and then they're just a monster yeah no, I don't know how monstrous Dooku was because I don't know a whole lot about the man. I know he was very uh, strict in the the ways of of the Sith and was not afraid to fucking <laughs> don't let punishment where necessary. Oh yeah, um, he was kind of a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we we in uh, Jesus. In Obi Wan, we see we see Vader fucking ripping people out of their homes, snapping kids' necks and shit mm-hmm. um, with the Force. So like, pretty monstrous, I guess. Yeah, I like, I like to see that 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 split. 
I totally agree. And especially, like, we, we never see that side of Dooku in the Clone Wars because he's kind of the same as Palpatine to his own respective Senate. Where, like, he to them, the, the Separatist Senate doesn't know who he is. They don't know he's a Sith Lord. They don't know the things that he's done. And they don't even know the things that he does throughout the Clone Wars series. Like, there's a, there's a specific time in the Clone Wars where um they're on the verge of brokering peace between the two senates and because of that dooku uh essentially sends these droids into um a power grid on coruscant that powers the entire planet and uh he has these droids do like a kamikaze detonation attack um and shut off the entire planet's power grid uh as a way to continue the war and his Senate knows nothing about this. As far as they know, the reason why the war continued was because the Republic Senate assassinated a high-profile um, senator from the Separatists, when in reality it was actually Dooku that killed her. Of course. Yeah, so he, he was very much playing the same game that Palpatine was with his own Senate under Palpatine's directive. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Damn. I wonder if we'll see that. Oh, we did. It's like, like literally in the Clone Wars. No, I mean like the early days of it, the early stages of it. Oh, yeah. I really do hope so. I, I really do. But I don't know how long that series is meant to go for. Um, anyway, though, if, uh, if we're all done with um, Obi-Wan... I would like to talk pretty briefly probably about Miss Marvel as we're like, what, four episodes in? And I don't have a full <laughs> opinion formulated on it yet. Yeah. But I, I would like to talk about how I'm feeling about the show generally so far. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Um, I mean, Ollie, uh, because you haven't been able to make it to any of the watch parties, you're kind of the wild card in the room right oh, now. And I, I, I really want to hear wild what you card. have to say. Yeah, okay. Um, overall, I'd say I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know if... Like, I'm trying to think. I don't have, like, too many gripes off the top of my head. I do have, like, kind of a theory of what I expect to see in, like, the, the Marvels movie going forward okay. with, the, with the different characters. Um, but other than that... Like, yeah, like, going to the, the most recent episode, I really do like the um, the actress that's playing uh, Miss Marvel. Um, mm -hmm. I, I can't remember what her name is. Iman Balani. Yeah. And I watched that little, like, five-minute snippet on Disney Plus about her and how she got, like, the role and whatever. And she really just sounds like she's a, she's a genuine, like, Marvel fan, and she's actually, like, a Miss Marvel comic reader, like, as a kid yeah growing up so i do appreciate that and like i can see why they chose her character and then i know the guy who plays her best friend um not brian that's what the other bruno bruno. Him. bruno thank you um he auditioned to be spider-man but tom holland got the part i don't think he was in like the top running or anything but he was, was he like, was the runner-up oh he, i thought it was um asa butterfield and then Asa Butterfield like broke NDA and they were who? And they, Asa Butterfield, the guy who, who the was in, is the boy in the striped pajamas, the one in sex education, um, hmm. him. 
he I was, had no idea. I remember hearing. I, I he thought was, it was uh, this this guy. As far as I knew, it was it was oh, this okay. kid, Bruno. Or maybe he was like top. Maybe Asa Butterfield was like top three. But basically, I remember when it when the casting happened, like the day before Tom Holland got announced, he basically went on Twitter like Asa Butterfield and was just like, "Oh, you might see me as like." a pivotal marvel character soon or or like heavily implied he would be spider-man oh this and then, kid and from then, ender's game yeah ender's game that he was in that oh, too. Um, okay and huh. and um and then i heard that he was basically like tied with other with one other person or something like tom holland i presumed and they took it away from him just because he was like already gloating about it and they didn't, <laughs> they didn't really like his personality and so they went with Tom Holland. At least that's the rumors I heard. I don't like oh. I've heard that from other people in real life and online. So I don't <clears throat> quite know how true that is. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, uh, so I, I didn't know. I had never heard of this guy that's playing Bruno before. But I, I like he basically is like his his little convenience store shop that he works in just reminds me of the like I swear I thought it was the same set as the um that sandwich shop or the deli that um tom holland's oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> like it just it looks like the same setup they just changed the look of it but i mean, I mean i'm sure it's a very be. common i'm sure it's a very common thing in new york or new jersey new york for buildings to look like that at least convenience stores or whatever um but anyways mm-hmm. yeah he, he basically is peter parker to me and i didn't really see that until i started like reading people's opinions about his character and being like okay that's just basically peter parker without the powers um <laughs> that's but... actually like one of the things that alex and i brought up like right away after we watched the first episode and we were talking about it just yes. how much like both both bruno and kamala um have these very peter-esque um uh, like yeah, not, not it's, reactions it's, but uh they just I, like, they, they act a lot like him like very timid yeah. uh very shy and like to themselves and all that they're they're yeah. their own group very much so yeah in a way i would describe that i mean a little bit as like immature like they play kids like they're good at playing that you know mm-hmm. um like young yeah. teenager role and and yeah, I do like I like the energy of the show. I really like the graphic art that they show in the beginning when it flips through all the different Miss Marvel titles and whatnot. Oh, um, dude, just and just the, music, the art style in general, yeah, like, like all the, in the background with the text messages and shit, and like how they like pan in some scenes and there's like drawings that pop up everywhere. Um, yeah, and and I like I know those. that that's you know supposed to be the imagination or like the drawings of um, Kamala herself and um yeah and i was like oh that's it's like it's a really neat touch to the to the show i think um Mm -hmm. but i mean i don't really have any gripes like i I don't know much about the miss marvel character aside from when the avengers game came out that's when i like remember googling the character and like what her origin story is and you know i remember us talking about how they changed her powers and her source but i'm hearing now like that they changed her origin like completely like the gin stuff like that's new from what i hear yes um like completely because before it was the the gas what was it again the terrigen mist the terrigen mist yeah and now it's like oh there's this other realm that's like on top of ours that like bleeds through and 
and uh, you are Jin, but basically anyone that is Jin is just where you ended up on Earth from a different realm. Because he, because the dude in the recent episode of the Red Daggers, I presume he was the leader or one of the higher ups. He was like, yeah, if Thor had landed in the Himalayas, he would have been considered Jin. So I'm just assuming they're one of they're from one of like the nine realms or something like that. Um, I'm not quite sure. Um, but I'm curious to see where they're going with this. I'm kind of getting like Shang-Chi vibes with this, with like the, I can't the 10 even circles, circle of 10 rings imagery in the cave. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the kind of mystical land they go to at the end of the movie where they have the big battle and everything. And I, Talo, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I'm getting vibes like that from it. So I'm kind of curious if there's ever going to be any kind of like connection there, like maybe people that we know as the djinn are from that world just a different part of it i don't know um uh but yeah i'm, I'm interested to see what it is i i feel like the the kind of villains um what are they called the clandestines yeah. um are are kind of the equivalent of um zod from the like, <laughs> from man from, of steel yeah man of steel and was it superman two or something that he also was in back in the day um, i think so yeah like that's the vibe i'm getting is that they weren't necessarily like they didn't necessarily get trapped on earth they were they were sent there um uh, like they say they were trapped and they want to go back but i, I think, think they were exiled yeah that's what they said but i think they were like an a team sent to take over earth and make a bigger pathway. Like he was saying that the clandestines wanted to get rid of earth and merge the realms or whatever. And, um, well, I don't know if that's what they want to do. I think that's consequence of their actions. If they open the gate. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think they have more like nefarious. Um, Oh, definitely for sure. The shady as fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm keeping a very open mind with this show. So far, I do like it. Um, I'm curious to hear if you guys have any issues with it. Like, maybe once you guys mention something, maybe I'll think of other things. But off the top of my head, I, I'm really enjoying it. And I look forward to every episode. So, Alex or Ryan, you got anything in that uh, realm? Go ahead, Ryan. I mean, I pretty much agree with you, honestly. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think it comes down to... Uh, for me anyway it doesn't really come down to knowing much about the character and their backstory i've just been really enjoying the show and uh, more so because it's just it, it's just one of those like feel good shows you know it's something totally. that you can watch especially the first three episodes episode four kind of gets into a little more like marvel content uh which was pretty good but episodes one through three are they're just they're kind of like a like a family teen drama and it just <clears throat> written in a way that you would actually be capable of believing that these are real people which i think is very uncommon for the genre right um and i i've just been really enjoying it i think all the characters are really interesting to watch them interact with each other and just like the the way that they talk is it is such a breath of fresh air to me especially amongst all of what we've gotten for more recent marvel shows that i have been judging very harshly because i haven't really enjoyed very much of it right but this is just a, a fun show plain and simple yeah yes um i am in agreement with both of you 
I don't even care that they've they've changed the way or changed her origin entirely. I don't care. Um, mm. I thought originally they were taking away the embiggen powers and just giving her some sort of cosmic ability and like yeah. seriously changing up her her power set. Uh, but seeing that she still does the same thing, it's just a cosmic projection instead of her actual body contorting. Yeah, um, with like the element that she can also like spawn like platforms for her to walk and, and land and on and barriers and, and things yeah. like that. I'm I'm more than I'm a okay with that. I'm yeah, dumb. I like here. it. It it does add an interesting spin to it, and it serves a purpose with the with the lore of like what what they're explaining through the show, right? So right. I'm mm-hmm. very curious on where they're going with this, but I yeah I think she she did really like. Um, I don't think it's like necessarily part of the powers that it does that. I think that she just had the idea of making her hand really big that one time and then she liked doing that and I think she's going to continue doing that and that's how they're going to how they're going to make her have those in big. Okay. So like more like she's like like a green lantern type of thing where her imagination yeah. is more so what she's capable yeah. of doing with yeah, the powers. Yeah. I think that's what what it is is yeah. Okay. That's the vibe I got Continue anyways. Continue though, Alex. You were yeah. uh Rudely interrupted is what happened. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, um, <clears throat> when it comes to you, is it rude? I just feel like it's a given. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, excellent storytelling. Um, I'm with you on the whole family dynamic. I think it's it is mm-hmm. so enjoyable to watch everybody interact with one another, especially among Valani's. Her delivery is fantastic. Like her yeah. sense of humor and her one-liners that come in 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 what feels like offbeat timing, but it's so perfect. Like it's so, it completes the scene. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> she's talking to her fucking counselor and he's fucking quoting Beyonce or something to her, and like just her delivery after that, like of of like, do I have to make this decision like before lunch? Like the, her head is always <laughs> somewhere else, but like. Or even the when her grandmother just straight up tells her, "Yeah, no, you're a gin," and she's like, "How can you be so casual about this?" Like, yeah. <laughs> she's got fantastic delivery. Really good writers on on at her back as well, right? So, mm-hmm. um, maybe the special effects are not a hundred percent. Oh yeah, that, that actually was something that I yeah this um, last episode. I thought more so, like, this episode wasn't as bad, but I think going back to, I'm pretty sure, episode two, uh, where she's doing, like, some kind of training montage on the roof of this building, if you just go back and watch that scene, it is, like, actually frustrating to me to watch. It just looks (laughs) so horrible. Wait, I don't even know why. Like, it's just the way that they move and how... Like she jumps from platform to platform, and the landing on each platform is so weird. It's like her feet touch something, and she immediately loses all forward momentum, and it just becomes a downwards motion. And even though she jumped like forward or something, it's hard to describe. But I feel like if you guys were to just go and watch the like a minute clip or whatever it is, you would totally see what I'm talking about. Huh, yeah, I don't think I've noticed that. So, I'm yeah, I'm going to look that up. Huh. It it is a bit of a bit of janky um animation, but that's 
whatever it's tv i know that it's marvel and it's got big marvel yeah. money but they're, they're, they're saving, saving the budget for the other right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, like again i don't think it really takes away anything from the show i just, just like yeah i get you it just sucks just when weird. the cgi is like out of place or something like that yeah it almost sounds like when she what you're describing is when she jumps there's like some invisible force that pulls her down towards the platform instead of her just like landing naturally yeah like, that kind yeah, of yeah like it doesn't yeah. look like a real jump it just it looks like they took uh like a, a dummy just like a limp fucking dummy <laughs> and dropped it from a certain height and then just like edited it out when she landed on the platform space Whoa, okay that's it's yeah that sounds weird. really trippy okay <laughs> i'm gonna have to look that up and that's the yeah okay that's just when she lands on platforms in general okay hmm yeah but anyways like what i wanted what i was alluding to earlier with like the vibe i feel like they're gonna go with the marvels movie because you know we're gonna have captain marvel uh we're gonna have monica rambo and then now we're gonna have miss marvel show up um the vibe i'm getting is that all three it's not just like the cosmicness power of it it's that at, at least with the last two marvels that we've been introduced with they have something to do with like alternate realities you know like there's the there's the whole um Jin coming from this other realm and then there's monica rambo being in westview or whatever that town was called and i feel like they're gonna do something with um with maybe like multiverse related um hopping like i don't mm. think it's just gonna be like a space like guardians of the galaxy type thing I feel like that's okay. kind of the the vibe I'm getting is where they're going with that. I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonder if maybe America Chavez would just end up showing up too. Then. I think she's yeah. got more going on for her. I don't think oh, we're done sure. with America Chavez. Oh no! Yeah. And the multiverse is definitely going to be a big theme. Like it's been confirmed that there's no multiverse aspect in Thor. Like that's going to be mm-hmm. like a break from the multiverse stuff. But for sure, uh, like Ant Man, is that the next one? Oh no, it's Wakanda. It's a uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, right? That's next. Yeah, I think they released oh. just yesterday. They released like promo pics or something. I think. I think. Uh, <laughs> Did they release yeah. or were they leaked, Ollie? I'm not sure. <laughs> I just saw pictures and I didn't really on, on Reddit. Them. Uh, no, this was actually on Facebook on one of the like Marvel fan pages or whatever. <laughs> I was like, say, I've seen probably pictures leaked. of Namor, <laughs> but that's kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good quality pics, but like, yeah, I, I just I looked at it, I acknowledged that that's what it was, and I'm like, no, I'll just wait for the movie to come out because I'll probably just go see it anyways. As oh, I, I for sure thought Marvel Quantum. Film. For sure, thought Quantum Mania was next. No, Black Panther is November, and then Quantum Mania. I think traded spaces, didn't it, with uh, the Marvels or something? Oh, possibly. And that's like February now. Oh. Yeah, November is Black I Panther. Yeah. I think November's always been Black Panther. I don't think that's changed. Um, and and yeah, but anyways, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go because I don't think Black Panther actually as at the top of my head will have anything to do with the multiverse i wouldn't expect it to at least like not from the villain that we've gotten but who knows i mean it all depends on their decision to uh with what it is that they're going to do with black panther as like the king of wakanda and a character it really comes down to their decision on who they're going to make that character now 
And like they could use the multiverse in that way to bring a different yeah um t'challa from another universe or something that's true or they could just pass the mantle on to um cherry sherry sure sure yeah but like i've also heard that she's apparently been problematic on the set of the of the new black panther movie and like yeah, to what I extent think... i have no idea but i've just heard these rumors well she's an anti-vaxxer so i'm sure it's something along the lines of the uh, chick who was in mandalorian who got axed except yeah it's just like is disney like... is really tight on those kinds of things yeah um yeah I'm, I'm really curious as well where they go with it i did hear rumors and i'm sure they're nothing more than rumors because anyone could have put guessed these but either it's either going to be like um the the leader of that like other tribe that's kind of in the mountains that they go to oh, in yeah, black like panther the yeah or or the the that one played by daniel kaluyo i think is his name um th- that's the rumor i heard anyways but the other thing too is um warmonger burnt all the 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 roses or whatever they were called i can't remember the name of them the heart-shaped herb heart-shaped herb yeah he burnt all of them so i i mean they could find another like bunch of them somewhere um but yeah, I'm I'm really curious where they're gonna go with that too. I'm curious to see. A There's trailer. a hidden patch. There's always a hidden patch deep yeah. within the king's chamber. Yeah, there's gonna be like someone who like lifts their like chamber pot up, and they're just gonna be like, oh shit, there was one like right underneath where I was shitting the whole time, so it was getting <laughs> fertilizer. Have to be a chamber pot. <laughs> yes. <it does. laughs> I don't know if they use those. Or in it's Wakanda gonna be still. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure they stopped using them thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands of years ago in Wakanda yes, since they were guess. extremely uh, well advanced. Well, it's it's only it's only the whatever tribe they are, the four tribes, because the fifth tribe was in the mountains and they still they weren't advanced, right? Weren't they like living in huts or whatever? Or am I misremembering? Probably by choice. Um. I'm actually not sure. I don't know if they really showed much aside from just the like that like cliff yeah. design where the king was sitting. I feel like they're they're developed <clears throat> enough, but I thought the main point of them was that they didn't have access to the the mines for the um, the vibranium, or at least not as much. Winston Duke not currently in the casting for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Is that the guy from that fifth tribe, oh. the gorilla tribe? He's the big dude for Umbaku. Yeah. yeah, okay. Huh. Or they could always be bringing back Michael B. Jordan and, you know, surprise, he's not dead kind of thing. He... <laughs> yeah. As I... much as I would like to see more oh, of nope, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, no, I lied Jordan, straight to your I... face. I just didn't see him. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the list <laughs> we're just going to wreck on that. We'll yeah, just... like I like I kind of hope <laughs> like I kind of hope they don't just do shuri and and if they don't want to recast the black panther i don't know if there's any other um uh hero that they can pull from comics and just kind of write them in to wakanda and just be like oh i was inspired by black panther because i guess it's called wakanda forever so maybe the implication is that it just like it inspired people to take up the mantle but not necessarily be the next black panther hmm but who knows? I yeah, like this movie could go any, any <laughs> or direction. It's just called Wakanda Forever because that's like their slogan. 
Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Wakanda forever. I just remember all the pictures of um uh what's his face? Why can't I remember his name? I'm really bad with memory today. Chadwick um, Boseman? Yeah, Chadwick Boseman at all the like the premieres of uh Black Panther and people were like getting him to do the thing and he just looks so dead inside, like doing <laughs> the, the arm bracing motion it's like every time he went anywhere <laughs> yeah and they're like wakanda yeah. forever and then he would like do it back and just be like really guys really <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were hey. definitely a good number of times where he was not looking very happy when uh when people were asking him to do that kind of stuff when you do that role and you do that thing you are going to be expected to do that thing for everybody yeah oh yeah <laughs> yep it is unfortunately for him attached to the job just as much as uh doing like all that press related stuff is before the movie releases which yeah. from the sounds of it they all seem to equally hate oh really yeah i mean i don't blame them like doing press like that you get asked the same questions every day all day until the movie comes out and it's like i i yeah. i don't blame them for not i could see that. That, that that's what um season three of the boys is doing really good with their fucking parodies of like real life celebrities in this season because like there's oh a, my god so many yeah like they, they did the pepsi the kylie jenner pepsi one they did that, the yeah <laughs> they, they did the song the of all the celebrities singing like what was that song i can believe or imagine like yeah imagine <laughs> and then yeah and then, on top of that, they're doing like the reality show stuff, and like even throughout the the three seasons, they've been doing the interviews where they gotta like pretend and be like, ha ha ha, I remember this scene of the movie, blah blah blah, and it's just like it. They just emphasize just how fake it all is, and like yeah, I could totally see mm -hmm. that side in reality when actors like, sure, you love the project you're a part of, but like when they force you to pander to people who obsess over celebrities and they want to ask you the same questions to five different interviewers day in day out for months on end until the movie releases i'm sure it gets really fucking tiring really fast like i don't blame chris oh, yeah. evans for basically being like i want out of captain america like eventually mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they yeah. increase his paycheck and then he's like you know what captain america <laughs> so bad yeah <laughs> it's kind of worth it i am very much looking forward to his Netflix movie with Ryan Gosling. I can't oh, state yeah. that any harder. Yeah, the too. Gray Man or something yeah. like that? Yeah, The Gray Man, yeah. Holy oh. shit. One, I have never seen Ryan Gosling in an action role like that before. And he's he got big. He got jacked. Yeah, he did. Well, he's also getting jacked for that Barbie movie. but He's doing a Barbie movie? Yeah, Margot Robbie and him, they're going to be Ken and uh, Barbie. That's there's like, fucking crazy. There's like promo pics out, and he's like fucking six pack abs, wearing like bright pink, leaning leaning against a car, I think. And like it's just oh. like I'm. That's gonna be interesting to see what the trailer is, and if they don't have that, hey Barbie, let's go party song <laughs> play in it. Was it's it, gonna be a missed opportunity. Was uh, was Chris Hemsworth busy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I suppose too so. busy. For, I mean, I mean nothing. Nothing against <laughs> Ryan Gosling is a great actor, um, <clears throat> but really, Ryan Gosling. Hey, fuck it, whatever you do, you man. 
if you want to I be, mean, yeah. I guess it's more pandering towards their target audience, which is definitely not us, I would say. Definitely not. Yeah, no. That's something Speaking I don't, of, even, uh, not, I don't uh, even think my not wife us would as their target audience. Do you guys hear what's been going on with this new Despicable Me movie? With no. people in suits no. with bananas <laughs> going into the theaters? Oh, yeah, partially that. Like, that yeah. has a lot to do with it. But there's this whole, like... There's this whole, like, culture of people that are around our age that are, uh, they're, like, memeing about this movie because it's a new Despicable Me movie, and it's about Minions, which have just been a big meme since the first movie came out. But there's a bunch of these dudes, like, like 20-plus-year-old dudes, and they'll just go in these mobs of either dressed up as Minions with Gru and, like, the other <laughs> Despicable Me characters like, full-on minion cosplay to the theater. Or they'll show up in full-on suits with, like, blazers and everything. Yeah. And, like, large packs of them to go and see this movie. And then, like, just, like, the memes of them doing this has made it such a ridiculously large hit. It's at, like... It, it released on Friday. And it's already at 200 million. <laughs> yeah like it that. is fucking nuts what uh what the I mean, just like meme community has done for this movie i'm not gonna and i don't lie. even know if it's good or not oh i haven't I, heard a single thing about like the movie being reviewed it's just ridiculously popular because of these memes yeah i'm not gonna lie like the the other minion spin-off movie when that came out like five years ago my mom really wanted to go see it and i honestly was very open to go see it like i I'll see any movie that I think is remotely interesting to me. And I had a really good time. That movie was actually like really funny. And if you're really? just in the oh, right yeah. mindset for that, I just, yeah, I don't know. I like, I enjoyed it. So um, just like, just like I enjoyed Sonic two, like I, like you go in with the mindset that like, this is, I just like, haven't watched Sonic two yet, but I, I didn't mind the first one. I thought it was yeah. all right. Oh, I thought it was all right too. And then Sonic two was like, I actually found it like a lot funnier and way more entertaining and like basically jumped from Avengers one to like end game level, like quality, <laughs> and, and, you know, people might disagree with me with that, but that's like the quickest way I can ex explain the difference in quality. between yeah, the two like, films. Like you're not saying that Sonic two is as good as end game. You're saying that it's the same leap and same level. Yeah. 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 It like, they really like all the characters that they introduced in, in the first movie got like way better lines and stories in the second movie and the humor like i felt hit every single time they threw a joke in there and and just like the yeah like the action sequences and whatever was really good and so i honestly as soon as i have free time there's like three movies in theaters right now that i want to see and minions is one of them so i'm looking <laughs> forward yeah. to, to something just like simple like that to like laugh to Hey man, I would just I would be willing to bust out the suit to go and see minions with you yeah. guys. <laughs> and it's 100%. And it's, <laughs> and it's not like and it's not like when Zootopia came out and everyone every furry and their dogs like went to go see the movie <laughs> in theaters in their fursuits. <laughs> it's like No, no, actually... it's literally people like us that are just memeing on the movie and yeah. like go and see it just because. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. I, I love it. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I agree. <laughs> who would have who would have thought <laughs> the minions of of, yeah. of all the things 
I don't know. It's the 200 That's... million in the opening weekend, dude. It's like actually eclipsed Morbius already. <laughs> it's Morbin time. You mean people didn't want a re-release of this movie? What the fuck did we pay to put it out in theaters again? <laughs> I love Just that, meme dude. on it. Yeah. Holy shit. It made it, what was it, like 85k on the re-release for the <laughs> yeah. entire weekend? <laughs> They just saw that, like, hashtag Morbius or Morbin time or something was trending on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, oh, we must re-release this now. <laughs> yeah. Not even realizing that everybody is just talking shit about it and how bad They didn't it read is. the room very well. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Still, oh I think God. it's probably one of the greatest feats ever accomplished by... Uh, by the meme community is getting them to re-release Morbius yeah. again. Just I just have feel it like absolutely flop. Just feel like at this point, Jared Leto is like Homelander, where he's just like soaking up the attention, but then like doesn't realize that people like ironically <laughs> like him. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We definitely strayed way off topic. Yeah, but I mean, oh, I ha- yeah. I got nothing else to say about Miss Marvel. I think like same like two more episodes, right? It's six for all these yep, Disney shows. I, I think so. Yeah, Pretty and sure I've got so. full confidence they're gonna wrap this up Pretty quite well. well like I they, feel the like pacing. The been. pacing is really good. I'm just I I think the reason that I feel the show's pacing is good also you know works in favor with the fuck that I don't like with the fact that I don't know what the fuck this story is going to like happen <laughs> because it is like all new so i'm keeping a very open mind and i feel like that is definitely doing wonders and i feel like i need to point out that this is pretty much the reason that i don't usually watch trailers for movies i know i'm gonna watch is because like i want to go into it with an open mind and like i feel like i come out of the movie like w- like way better reception like i got my entertainment out of it than if i had watched trailers and and i feel like oh i should expect this or that um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i'm next two episodes could go anywhere and i'd probably be happy with wherever it ended up i just do hope that it somehow does lead into the marvel's movie yeah hopefully i mean although i i do kind of feel like they're just gonna have it end and then she'll reappear uh in the marvel's movie which i wouldn't be upset about as long as the ending is as well done as the rest of the show has been mm-hmm. but i agree with you like i i feel like having watched the trailers before this i definitely didn't think that i was gonna like this show at all but i was pleasantly surprised for sure and i'm I'm just open to having my mind changed about these things but i can very easily see how just watching the trailers and initially um formulating an opinion based on that if i had stuck with that mindset going in i probably wouldn't have found much enjoyment with the show Yep. Fair. Yeah, but I, I'd say, like, I don't really have much else to talk about uh, in regards to Miss Marvel either. Like Ollie said, I have no idea uh, about this character's background, and especially this storyline in particular that they're going with, and I'm just looking forward to the next episodes. Yeah, me too. Um, I really can't wait to see... Uh, what I'm curious the most about is what approach they're taking with her being shot back into what looks like Pakistan during the the partition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Now, 
Sorry, is she, yeah, is she a third-person perspective into what's going on and she's going to watch the story unfold? Or is she playing the role of an ancestor? Oh, I, I thought she just time-traveled. Well, I mean, we don't know. It might even just be like a just a a, a reaction of ge- genetic memory brought yeah. about by the the impact on the on the gauntlet or the bracer, rather. Careful, you'll get sued. Um, but I don't know. know. I like. <laughs> you'll get sued by that guy that sued uh, Ubisoft for stealing the Abstergo uh, Animus idea. Oh yeah, that was a thing. What? Yeah, there there was this dude who wrote a book like five years before Assassin's Creed came out, and it literally had like the same concept of a machine that could read your genetic memory, and you could live the lives of your ancestors. And whoa, two people had the same idea. I know. Yeah, and then he just he just Crazy. decided to sue Ubisoft. I don't know what came of it, but I remember reading it on the news. They probably settled out of court, if anything. Probably. But. But yeah, that that happened. Huh. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. And I really, ooh, excuse me, part, trying to figure out which way, which route they're going to take with it. If whether she's just there to watch it unfold, or if she is actually playing the part, mm-hmm. we shall see. We shall see. Anything more to add before we wrap this up? Um, oh, on on uh, any front. I, I do want to say that the like I enjoyed this. Anyone? Chase... <laughs> Not at all. No I'm kidding. <laughs> the, the the chase scene that happened in this latest episode through like the streets of Karachi, oh I think they were in. Yeah. Way better because than it's any a of the way Star better Wars. chase yeah. than Star like, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed just like how different it was. Like the Star Wars ones, like her, like those fucking like mopeds they were on and they were so fucking slow but they're like thousands of years technologically advanced and then like here it was like damn like there were like flips that tuck tuck went fast yeah like like, that's how you do a proper fucking chase scene like take notes in in goofy vehicles yes (laughs) as far as goofy vehicle chase scenes go that one's pretty good yeah yep other than, that, other than that, that's all I wanted to point out. And then when she smokes that guy with the truck, oh my god, I died. I, yeah, at this so point, I didn't see that coming. It was just not at all. He's just standing there. Like, oh, she shit. Just slammed yeah. the truck into him. And I, and I like how they're like, I like how they're like straight up like killing, and you're seeing like deaths on on screen, like when they're stabbing them and everything. Like, there's not. Oh, they don't shy away from that. They don't shy away from that in Marvel, though. Well, yeah, I guess I've just, it's just been a while since, since we've seen anything like that, I think. Uh, yeah, probably. No, like, I mean, like, like, Hawkeye killed, like, a thousand people in that, just in, the, like, the last episode alone. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just, yeah, but I'm just trying to think, like, when have we seen someone, like, go actually up to someone like stab them and you see them fall in the same shot like usually they like they they do that and then, like they go to the next shot and you just see the body fall in the background or something like that and then they go on to the next thing and like you know they show that but like they don't like have that center screen and i don't know i just for me it, it stuck out a bit this episode and i was like oh like but i could be wrong but that just stuck out to me no fair enough I wouldn't know. I'd, I'd have to definitely 
think up some more very specific examples to to be able mm-hmm. to provide anything there. Yeah. Because, I mean, they lop Thanos' head right off. Yeah, that's true, but that was, like, an exception. And at the same time, I don't think they actually, like, showed the head roll off at the same scene that he chopped. Right? Yeah. I mean, even in, like, something like Moon Knight, it really wasn't very, uh, like, violent for what they showed. Yeah. The times that they really showed any sort of actual... Um, like really violent combat was when he was fighting those dogs and when he was getting stabbed with all those spears. But even then, like he throws some boomerangs and the dudes that are in front of it die. <laughs> it's like, you don't really see anything. They just kind of fall over. Like they just got yeah. clotheslined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really like have much else to, to contribute. That's fair. Me neither. Well, then I guess it's time we wrap this up. Yeah. You guys have any shout-outs? Uh, no. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> so. I mean, are we still doing uh, Swift Lifestyle stuff? I mean, it's still a thing, but I don't know if we've yeah. gotten any hits on it. I haven't really... Well, you never know. Well, never know. <laughs> I mean, definitely check out Swift Lifestyle if you guys haven't already. If you like uh, things like uh, Gamer Stuffs, G Fuel... Those are familiar names to you, and you live in Canada. Uh, actually, they ship to the U.S. too, don't they? They ship both, yeah. Yeah, nice. So either one, like check it out. Uh, use code Nerdy Nom Noms for, I believe, uh, a discount as well as it helps to support us in hopefully getting us some better software as far as editing and recording, which will always be nice. Hell yeah. Alex needs a new GPU. I mean, camera. I mean, I something. Mean recording software. It's recording Certainly. software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to pimp out our fucking computers over here. Yes, no. sir. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to keep shout outs quite short this week, actually, because um, no need to shout out everybody and their mom. Um, just special thanks over to Joey at uh, at Blind Knowledge. There, he is one of our promoters, uh, and he's in the the works right now of getting us set up with more sponsorship and more exposure. So, shout out to him. Thank you, yeah, sir. Joey's the man. The that you've done. He's always you, doing sir. stuff to help us out. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. We're just gonna do the one shout out this week. Keep it short and simple. Very nice. Hell yeah. Uh, Ollie, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram at oliver.hruiz or anywhere you can find either Alex or Ryan. Oh, we're all included Sharing now. Sharing it this time. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Keep it I'm fresh. a generous god. Nice. <laughs> 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 Ryan, if people want to find you, where do they find you? You guys can find me at uh, on tw- Twitch and Instagram at Synthetic7S. Um, I am live basically every Sunday to Wednesday, except for tonight. I'm not going live tonight because we're recording pretty late. Um, and I would honestly rather watch Stranger Things right now and finish that oh, off. Great. But that, <laughs> that is another two and a half yeah, hours. <laughs> Over my time for uh, for going live tonight, but 
Um, Mondays to Wednesdays, much more consistent. I don't know if I've really ever missed any of those days. Sundays is a little more up in the air, though. But yeah, definitely check me out at Synthetic7S. Check him out. Go do that right now. Go log into Twitch and hit that follow button. Yes, sir. Trying to get up to... What's the first level? Affiliate? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get there eventually. Got to get that affiliate so mm-hmm. that you can then get partner. And then, like, is there, like, senior partner? Like, how does that – are they, like, a law firm? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I wouldn't even know. I think there I, is something above partner. It's, like, uh, it's something to do with, like, ad revenue, I think. I'm oh, not damn. 100% sure. Well, hey, we got to get uh, get Ryan on his road to whatever the hell the top of the class is. Yep. That's how that's going to go. Uh, if you want to find me on the internet, you can on Twitter and Instagram, on Twitter at The Real Snurfin, on Instagram at Snurfin. And you can also find us as a team, as a whole, as a. I don't know what else is whole. Family. Diesel. <laughs> 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 um, as the podcast, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdy Nomicron. And thus marks the end of this dirty, awesome, crazy, cool, wicked, mad, good episode. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yes, sir. Nice Definitely. Long one this time. Yeah. Because, you know, like not all of our episodes are like two hours and <laughs> whatever. They, we hey, go at least on. this time we got the and some change part as well. We yeah. just, like, just two hours. And we, we, we did get through what we wanted to get through. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than we can say for last week. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's but a hey, lot to talk about next week. There was too much games going on. There was, there was a yeah. lot of stuff. It was important. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it. So everybody have a wonderful week. We will catch you guys on the flip side. However, I am gone uh, for two weeks. Although that really only works out to one episode because I'm back before. I won't be around next weekend, but I'll be around the weekend after. So get your uh, get cool. your attention in now or your hugs in now with Alex. Yes, of course. <laughs> um so we will be we'll be out one episode in that time frame, but we will have regular scheduled content afterwards. Um, I'm hoping we can all at some point try to see Thor in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have a greater chance at that than I do because I'm on vacation and visiting family and such. Uh, so I don't know if that's in my cards. Uh, and when I get back is like the evening sometime and then I work a uh, fucking open like the next day. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I will not have time. Uh, I'm back on a Friday. I think I work the Saturday and then we'll probably be recording Saturday. So um, yeah, won't be around and I'm going to stop droning on and on for no reason. People probably already shot this episode off by now. Um, enjoy the outro music until next time. Peace. All right, thanks for listening.